Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Let's Talk Jets Radio. Another episode of Let's Talk Jets Radio. This is one of your hosts, Tyson Rouse. We have a jam-packed show for you. We got plenty of news for the Jets front office. We got some player moves. We got a special event to talk about. So we got a lot to talk about. Let me introduce the man of the people, Long Beach Show. What is up, man? What's going on, Ty? Man, we got a lot of stuff to get into, man. I'm 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 loving some of the moves we already made. 
you know, filling out that front office as well. I know we're going to get into that during the show. So listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote our Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search Let's Talk Jets Radio. Like that page. Our content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message us. We'll message you right back. We love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave us some feedback. We love hearing about what you folks think we do here on Let's Talk Jets Radio. So without further ado, Ty, let's go ahead and get into the show, man. I'm fired up. Yeah, I'm fired up, too. And as always, we're on Instagram and Twitter, at Talk Jets Radio. We're on YouTube, Let's Talk Jets Radio. And as you may or may not know, I've been working with the sound. So if it sounds better, it's my fault. If it sounds worse, it's my fault. I'm doing the best I can. I think I maybe have figured it out now, so it may sound better next week. So we'll see what happens with that. But, Joe, I guess the first thing we could do is talk about um, the retirement of Josh McCown. And, you know, mm-hmm. And it comes as no surprise the Jets signed Trevor Simeon. They clearly moved on. They knew he was going to retire. But I think yeah. he did so much for this organization on and off the field. He embraced being a New York Jet. He embraced the backup role of Sam Darnold. I mean, he, he did a lot here, man. And, and to be honest, he actually played very well at some point, too. So, first of yeah. all, nothing but the best of luck for him. But also, Joe, a huge thank you to him because he, he played a valuable role the last couple of years. Yeah, he absolutely did. And, and you know, I want to, again, you know, wish him the absolute best. And I know he's going to go on and be, uh, I think he's going to be on ESPN and he's going to do various sports shows. He's becoming a part of the media. So that's beautiful to see him go on and do that. But he did play a valuable role here. Not only did he do a lot of stuff for us on the field, you know, played solidly at times, but he also helped, you know, which might have been one of his biggest contributions was help to groom and mature Sam. That was his right-hand man. Anytime Sam came off that bench, whether it be the first year when he came in as a rookie, uh, you know, he was right in his ear saying, hey, look, this is what you got to do. What are you seeing? He was, you know, Sam's kind of go-to guy to help Sam figure things out that was going on out there and also help Sam, you know, just within the scheme too. So that's huge. That was really huge for him to play that type of role. He was extremely close with Sam too. I mean, there's various videos out there of him, you know, hugging his family and talking with him and his family as well. So I know that they're really tight. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I wish nothing but the best from McCown. Very, very good, solid quarterback for us and what a class act. Yeah, no doubt a class act. So we want to wish him nothing but the best as we move forward. And uh, like I said, and it also puts kind of a spotlight on Trevor Simeon, too, where you know, we really haven't talked a lot about the quarterback position. We're kind of all so high on Sam Darnold, like second year, sky's the limit, all kinds of potential. But, Joe, he got banged up last year. And now the spotlight goes on Trevor Simeon, Davis Webb, and how the Jets handle a backup position, too. Like, you know, can, can Davis Webb finally get on the field and actually beat somebody out? Well, he actually, you know, show us anything, you know, is Trevor Simeon yeah. the guy? So the Jets quarterback position could be a little interesting too in training camp. Yeah, it absolutely could. And this is something I talked about on the past show as well, uh, looking at that third quarterback spot. Uh, Luke Falk is a guy that has a history, uh, you know, with, with our head coach, Gaze. And, you know, he knows a little bit about the system. Davis Webb is going to have to go out there and battle with him. I don't think that third spot is just going to be given to him at all. And, you know, Trevor Simeon is a veteran guy that was brought in. Uh, you know, he's been around. He, he knows what's up. So, I'm looking to see how it happens or what happens within those those battles and see how it goes. Yes, yeah, so that's one thing we'll keep an eye on as training camp comes up. And obviously, the biggest news is the, the Joe Douglas is starting to fill out his front office. And now, mm-hmm. based on the names that we're seeing, is you're seeing why he held out for what he wanted when he signed with the Jets. He wanted yeah. he wanted his guys under his terms, which means an open budget to sign these guys. And when you look at the names, Joe, you know these guys aren't coming cheap. They're very established. They're very respected personnel guys. 
this is a legitimate, quality, top-notch front office put in place, starting with the assistant general manager, Ben Hogan. He's the Colts vice yeah. president of personnel. If you look at the Colts front office under Chris Ballard, everybody loves the front office. We'll start with him, Joe. Yep. I mean, this is a phenomenal hire where you have – I mean, these are going to be legitimate football guys that are excellent, respected, intelligent guys that are going to, you know, bring, a, I think, a different skill set to this organization. Yeah, they are. You know, I, I thought that Champ Ke- Kelly was going to be the guy. I like Champ Kelly or not. But once I heard about Hogan being brought in, I was like, hey, <laughs> I don't have a problem with that either. Uh, you know, he's a guy, like you said, player personnel over there with the Colts. That front office has done a great job. Um, you know, so I'm looking to see what he brings here. Uh, this this is really going to bode well for us. Having these guys come in here, football guys that understand how to make football decisions, are going to it's going to do nothing but help us continue to build our team. We're going to see better drafts. We're going to see better acquisitions in free agency. We're not going to have some of the issues that we had with McCagnan. You know, when he was here in his front office, some of his scouts and his staff as well. Because even before Gaze got here and there were issues there, there were already. You know, things swirling around about how the scouts and McCagnan had issues during the draft, too, you know, passing up on certain players. He would trade down when they did, you know, when they would really like him to take a guy. He would move on from them. And so I like the fact that he's bringing in his guys, and they're going to all be on one accord, and they're going to be able to scout, make solid decisions, and really better this football team. Yeah, I completely agree, man. It's like now you're going to look at – and the thing that makes me most excited about this is these guys – they put a premium on the offensive line. You look at the Colts, dude. Yeah. The most important thing the Colts did for Andrew Luck was protect them. They identified problems yep. there. You look at the offensive line in Baltimore. I mean, the guy, they got um, Pat Alexander, the, the Ravens' assistant yep. director of player personnel from the Ravens. Ozzie Newsom, those guys, put a premium on the offensive line. Protect your quarterbacks. Yep. It, like, they all just make sense, dude. Like, these guys have built winning organizations. They put together strong foundations, and they've been part of rebuilds. Like, the Baltimore Ravens yeah. under Odyssey Newsom had to rebuild their team. They won a Super Bowl, then they had to rebuild it again. The Colts, same thing, had to rebuild it. Like All these guys. And then the last piece of the puzzle is Phil Savage, a ridiculously respected personnel guy. So if you're looking at mm-hmm. the quality of hires Joe Douglas is bringing in, if you're a Jets fan, you've got to be out of your mind with excitement because now there's no more excuses. There's no more, oh, yeah. I wish we could evaluate better, or, you know, why aren't we doing this? And how come it's dude, you're getting the best of the best now. You're putting together arguably one of the best front offices we've had in a long time. Seriously. And that's not yep. overstating it. I mean, when was the last time the New York Jets as an organization were getting complimented on the quality of hires from respected guys? Like, we talked about it last yeah. week. Gil Brandt was singing the praises of Joe Douglas. Now all these hires, Ben Hogan, Chad Alexander, Phil Savage, every analyst, every respected guy in the NFL is like, dude, that's next on hire. These are valued yep. personnel guys that are going to they're obviously going to get paid good money to be here. And so the other thing is they're probably getting assurances too. They're probably getting probably yep. what four-year contracts saying, listen, we're going to bring you here for the long term unless you get promoted to a higher position. But we're not messing around. You know, Joe Douglas got his six-year contract probably for a reason, to tell the guys that he's bringing in here, listen, this is an organization with stability. You're going to be here a while unless you get promoted somewhere else. It's, it makes exactly. a lot of sense, Joe. It really does. Exactly, and it does. And, and when you're trying to bring guys in here, 
you know, with these resumes, guys that have got the job done in other places, guys that are, like you said, highly touted names, guys that people love, you've got to show them that, that, that type of commitment. You've got to show them that you're committed to win. So you should have those insurances. And, of course, they're not going to come cheap. <laughs> I mean, good players don't come cheap. Good personnel evaluators don't come cheap. you got to – if you want to, you know, go out here and compete – and be one of the best, you got to pay to play. And that's, that's what we've done here. We've made sure that we bring in quality guys that know what they're doing. But even going back to the fact that they really value the offensive line, that's huge. Because like you said, you know, you look at Hogan, there was a Colts. The, the one thing that they did was bring in Nelson. That changed Andrew Luck's entire, almost like it's the trajectory of his career. Remember when people were questioning whether Luck was going to be a solid quarterback in this league? He was constantly hurt. He was getting banged around all the time. There are a lot of people out there going, oh, I don't know about this guy. Maybe he's going to be good. Maybe he isn't. Maybe we've already seen his ceiling, and this is the best he's going to get. When they got those guys in there on the offensive line and started protecting him and allowed him to just go out there and play football, man, he's been out here throwing rockets. And look where the Colts now. They're competing. They might be one of the teams that are in the Super Bowl next year. Who knows? They're going to make that run. But, man, when you bring a guy in here with that type of resume that's been able, and other guys on here as well that have been through rebuilds that understand how to put teams together and understand how to keep teams afloat, man, that bodes nothing but good for us. No, it's true, dude. It's completely true. Like, it's hard to find any – like, listen, the way the Jets went about it wasn't right, but they got the, – the end result is end to be very well. The only thing is now yeah. it's like you're, obli- you're honestly not going to see the the – the, the the impact of these guys until next year because all of you know the after you miss free agency now they're, they're kind of chasing their tails a little bit in terms of trying to upgrade the roster now the only bang for your buck maybe they have evaluations on guys that get cut in training camp maybe they have it there where they could be a little more aggressive you see you know Joe Douglas mm-hmm. over the last what couple of days picked up some corners obviously identifying yeah. identifying the fact that our corner position is a mess. But, I mean, they're kind of like a little bit behind the eight ball in terms of that where it's like, all right, we got to look for, you know, June for, well, not past June 1st cuts. We got to look for training camp cuts to help upgrade this role yeah. or explore some trades, maybe some trades. But, you know, it's they're kind of in a tough spot with that. Yeah, they, they are in a tough spot with that. And I think so that's why I think the, the biggest bang for their buck is probably going to get. And, and one of the things that I'm looking forward to is probably just waiting until the draft and, and, and making the decisions or, or, or filling those holes, uh, you know, making those decisions with the draft to fill those holes. That's where I think we're going to probably get the best bang for our buck, and that's where I think that they're going to, you know, really have to wheel and deal. That's where they're really going to make their money there. So I'm excited to see what Joe Douglas does in the draft with all the rest of these guys too, how they evaluate, how they move, you know, if they move up and down the board, and if they do move up the, up and down the board, how they move up and down the board. Can they gain value if they move down? Are we going to have – We're going to ask questions about their moves down like we did with McCagney, where he would trade down and get a bunch of guys that were pretty much going to be undrafted free agents and, uh, you know, with – uh, with a couple crumbs left over while other teams are moving down, getting value and still getting their guy in some points. Um, you know, so that's going to be exciting to see, but that's, that's where I think they'll probably get the most bang for their buck. Cause I think a trade at this point, um, honestly, especially when you look at the, the positions of need that we have, if you're trying to get guys that are going to be here, guys that are going to stand up, guys that are going to really make an impact. You're probably going to have to give up really solid value really, you know, kind of solid uh, draft compensation. We're talking probably third to second round, stuff like that. And, I mean, there's, again, there's guys out there. I know I know there was a lot of fans screaming about Ramsey and, you know, a couple other guys with names are floating around there that maybe teams are looking to move on from them or move them somewhere to get some value back. But, 
you also got to look at the other stuff that we have, the other needs that we have on the roster and assess that too and see, hey, would, would it be better for us to go into the draft and address that instead of trading all of that compensation for certain players? Yeah, and the one person that was being mentioned today was LeBlanc from the Eagles. The Eagles tend to have some serious cornerback depth, so maybe Joe Douglas mm-hmm. goes back to his former team and tries to make a deal there once training camp breaks. But, you know, Jalen Ramsey, we got a lot of tweets on him, and I just don't see yeah. it. For, most importantly, Joe, is because we're already spending so much money on Tremaine Johnson. Like, you can't invest $40 million in corners. Like, you can't have one guy making 15 and one guy making $18 million at corner position. I just, I just don't see it. Like, if you didn't have uh, Tremaine and a guy that was – I mean, dude, I, I, I just don't like that idea at all. I'd rather – listen, I love Jalen Ramsey, but that Tremaine Johnson contract, it's how much money can you invest in the position? Yeah, I mean, but I mean, you'd have to look at the exclusive of, of Tremaine's deal. If you could get out of that deal and, and maybe like what, because usually McCagnon was about like two years and you could get out of it or something like that. But if you look at his deal and you can get out of it and maybe next year, I'd do it. Um, because Jalen is arguably, if not, some people say he's the best corner in the game. That's You can argue that, but he damn sure is one of the best. And I mean, that that kid is phenomenal and he brings it. So I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with that. Um, if they were made to move, I'd wonder what kind of conversation you'd have to give up for him. Uh, if you were talking about giving up, you know, multiple first rounders or something like that, I kind of, I would ease away from that. But if the compensation made sense, I would make the move. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a tough spot. I mean, I'm kind of hoping that Tremaine Johnson just plays very well under Greg Williams. And then you, I guess, try to find somebody else the other side. I mean, the early reports mm-hmm. in training camp are not – they're not speaking very highly of Tremaine or anybody else in that, that matter, but it's not yeah. it's a little bit early. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, but, again, with what you – seeing what we've already seen out of Tremaine, and I'm hoping that he turns it around this year, you know, because if he doesn't, then we're all going to be <laughs> – we're all going to be definitely shaking our heads constantly this season. But uh, if you have a chance to really upgrade and get the type of talent you know, that Ramsey has, and you can, you know, because we still got, you know, a, a little bit of money as well left. So uh, if you can get that talent in here and it makes sense, I'd make the move in a heartbeat. Yes, that's something we could talk about a little bit, trades that you can make. Like I said, the Eagles have some depth. Maybe Joe Douglas goes after that. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And, Joe, before we go a little bit further, um, July 14th, there's a huge event to benefit Big Brothers, Big Sisters, at Reds um, by the by the uh, MetLife Stadium, it's you know NYSF magazines putting together, and the guest is Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams and Elijah McGuire. So check it out. Support a phenomenal cause. Um, VIP tickets are going ridiculously fast. So if you don't get one soon, you're probably gonna be left out. And uh, it's gonna be a great event, Joe. We did it last year with um, Malden and Terrell Pryor, Elijah McGuire, all these guys. Mm-hmm. And to see the kids look on their face and they meet these players, it's such yeah. a cool experience. So you guys can support it. Like I said, July 14th is Sunday. Um, the Reds, we're by the stadium. Jamal Adams and Elijah McGuire, pretty cool combination of players to meet. Probably some special guests as well. So, Joe, Jay's going to try to get you to come out for it, but if not, we'll try to get you some get you some swag. Yeah, you know, please do. Listen, I – you know, I, and I love this. I love this type of stuff, especially working with with the youth and getting them involved because there's so many kids, like you said, you know, when they see those players, their eyes just light up and they're just having fun and the players are out there interacting with them. It really brightens the kids' day. Uh, you know, and, that, and that's what it's about, you know, making sure that 
you know, we give to the youth and make sure that they know, hey, you know, it's, it's your time up and you're growing up. Enjoy yourself. You're a Jets fan. Here you go. You know, meet the players and have a great time. So everyone, again, get involved. It's at Reds. You know, go out there and support. Yeah, and the other thing is, like I said, I'm working on getting this sound improved. Um, it's been the best I can. Like I've, I've learned a couple new tricks that I have to try to apply this week. And then, Joe, we've had a suggestion, actually several suggestions, that people want us to sell T-shirts. Now, what are your thoughts on making a shirt with our logo on it and selling it? That's my question for you. Oh, I'm with <laughs> We know, get a lot I'm of definitely... things like, they're like, why don't you guys sell T-shirts and raise money to get sound yeah. stuff? And I'm like, hey, I'm never I, – I, up to you guys. Yeah, you know, look, and, and you know, and again, you know, we, we're we're listening to everyone just on the sound stuff for a second. We're listening to everybody, and we're trying to improve the show. Uh, we like to, I, we call it the three Fs. Uh, we try to keep this show fun, fair, and free uh, to everyone. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we try to do. You know, we, we say fun, fair, and free. You know, uh, but you know, I we're like working that. on sound quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we like. <laughs> We, you know, we love everybody, and we're trying to work on our sound quality. You know, we're doing the best we can, and we're going to continue to try to improve the show. But, again, because we're a live show and because we get involved with the people the way we do, we're on the ground floor, we're Jets fans, we want to hear everybody's opinion. That's what our platform is about. Even if we don't agree, we want you on. We want to talk about it. We want to discuss it. And we want you to get it out there because that's what we're about here. But, again, we'll continue to work on our audio. We'll continue to work on our sound, and we'll get it better. Um, getting to the show – or getting to the shirts, excuse me – uh, you know, look, I, I love the idea. I would definitely like to do that. Um, you know, we'll we'll definitely sit back and work on that. Let's take orders, see what's going on out there, and we'll see what works the best for us. Yeah, I mean, people are interested in that. I mean, send us messages, whatever, tweet, Facebook, whatever you want. If you're interested, not something I've really ever thought of before, but we've gotten several. You know, um, Jay from NYSF Magazine made us the new logo, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. To throw that on a shirt, whatever you guys want, I don't care. To, you know, so if you listen to our show weekly or whatever you listen to it and you like the idea, let us know. So that's simple enough. And, Joe, yeah. what we could do next, let's see. we got a bunch of people on hold. Um, the one thing is the New York Jets, they've, they've done a really good job of releasing, you know, things on social media, especially like their, their Twitter account. And the recent um, thing with Adam Gaze talking to the players, interacting with the players, and Jamal Adams, dude, it's hard to not get caught up in it. You're like, wow, this guy is pretty cool. Like he's joking around. He's, you know, he's he's ribbing Jamal Adams a little bit, and then he's you know he's getting after Sam Darnold. It's like you almost want to start buying in full fledged and drink all the Kool Aid, but it's like you you got to keep your guard up a little bit. You know what I mean? It's like you get you get caught up in you're like, oh man, like yeah. this is. We got Joe Douglas and Adam Gase has the guys mm-hmm. laughing and they all love them and it's like it's hard to not almost get caught up in it. You are like, dude, we're going playoffs or bust now. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, I hear you, <laughs> and I know everyone's getting caught yeah. up and you know, it, and this it, it, it's a good time. Um, we've made a lot of moves. We brought in a lot of talent. Um, people are extremely excited about the football team. But for me, again, being a guy that when Adam Gase was hired, I had a lot of questions. I think he's the biggest question for me going into this season on this team is, has he turned a new leaf? Is this the Adam Gaze that we saw in Miami where he played possum for a little bit, and then when he got on top and he got the control and, you know, he got certain things, he just kind of destroyed that football team from the inside out. Has he learned his lesson from what happened in Miami? Can he come here and, and bring the team together instead of dividing them? Is he about cohesion? Is he a guy that's going to go out there and, if things aren't working out, be able to change things within the game 
to make sure that we would do whatever we got to do to scrap and get an ugly win because that was one of the issues that he had in Miami as well with some of the players where they think that he would just do stuff sometimes that did not make sense out there on the field. So I want to see what he does. It, 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 it is a good thing to see him out there with the players and, you know, ripping guys and, you know, getting on guys if they're making a mistake or doing certain things. So that's good. But I really need to see him go in there and, and you know, be a very solid head coach for us this year, especially with Sam. You know, we've we finally got the franchise quarterback. We finally got the biggest piece of the puzzle, and he's going to be in charge of that. He's the guy that's in charge of Sam taking the next step. You know, that's the most encouraging and scary thing at the same time, you know, because if he jacks that up, we could be done for quite some time. But if he hits it out of the park, man, we could really be on top of the NFL, you know, within – you know, hell, we could be on top of the NFL this year and for years to come, you know, with a with a great QB. So I'm looking to see how he goes or how he does going forward. Yeah, and I think the biggest the biggest test for me with him is accountability. It's accountability mm-hmm. and adjustments. And I'll keep saying it so I'm blue in the face because Todd Bowles talked the talk, but they never walked the walk. And listen, yep. Adam Gaze is known to be stern, strict, disciplined, all about effort, all this stuff. And I think that's cool. It's great to talk about it. It's great to hear about it. But when your player stops performing or is late to practice or is just fumbling like crazy or constantly committing penalties, do you bench him? Do you make that statement on the field during the game that gets your team's attention? Or if your players aren't performing in training camp, like you're, it's a starter, and that guy is not performing yeah. up, to, you know, up to where he should be, do you bench him and play yeah. somebody else? Do you start somebody ahead of him? Like That's still be the most telling thing for you to Adam Gaze is – Let's see yeah. what your statement is to your team when the going gets tough. Are, do you have exactly. the ball to make that move and bench a veteran? That, that, you know, can yeah. he do that, and will he do that? Yeah, and that, that, is, that is a great point there. Especially, I, I want to see if he's going to bench a guy that's out there and making mistakes during the game. You know, we watched Todd just let Tremaine go out there and get tons of penalties before. Not just him, Buster Screen. You can go on with the list of guys that were out Anderson. there doing things. Yeah, doing things incorrectly during the season where it was hurting the team on the field, but they would just—they wouldn't even get sat out. They would just be sent right back out there. You know, is—is is Adam a guy that's going to hold guys accountable and say, "Look, if you're, you know, running a route the wrong way, or you're doing something stupid, or you're getting excessive penalties or whatever," then your ass is going on the bench. And I want to see how he handles that. Um, you know, I also want to see what's going to happen with Greg Williams too. I'm—I I'm, know we're talking about Adam yep. Gaze right now. But I want to see how Greg Williams handles this defense. I know he's a fiery guy. I know that he guys gets after it. But we've talked about it, and a lot of fans are looking at the situation like our pass rush. You know, it may not be there this season. I want to see how he handles not having you know a, a you know a great pass rusher constantly coming off that edge. How's his scheme going to look? Is he going to send a lot of blitzes? Uh, is he going to attack teams different ways? Because if we send blitzes, again, we talked about our secondary. Our secondary is looking kind of up and down. You send some blitzes, those guys back there are getting torched. How are you going to handle that? So I want to see what he does as well. Yeah, and it also applies to him in terms of accountability. Say if a Leonard Williams mm-hmm. isn't playing up to snuff, do you bench a Leonard Williams? Do you pull him out? Do you have, like, you know, I think he will, but these this is all a test because there's a new sheriff in town, and this is your first impression for the players, and they're going to test you out. All right, I'm going to mail this one in. Do I get pulled from the game? I mean, Mo Wilkerson yep. notoriously mailed in plays, stayed on the field. Like you said, so will yep. Greg Williams have the same approach as Adam Gase where it's like put up or shut up? If you're not putting up, you're out. So these are things that I can't wait to see in training camp to see how it all plays out. Um, there are a lot of training camp battles. People don't seem to realize that, but it's like, 
there are a lot of battles after the starters. I mean, and there are some starters that their spots aren't oh, legitimate. Yeah. I mean, Dow, Rob, Dow Roberts shouldn't be handed a job. Poole shouldn't be handed a job. I mean, you're going to earn these nope. spots. The defensive line, there's some spots, too, where you could all be fighting for it. Hell, the, the outside linebacker yep. position, plenty of competition there. Show the wide receiver yep. position. You know, after you got, you know, Robbie, Crowder, and Anunua, after that, you know, anything can happen there. Hell, the tight end position. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of roster depth, a lot of roster battles that are going to be going on throughout training camp, and I want to see how they handle it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do as well. I want to see what's what's going to happen there. I mean, you mentioned a bunch of spots. Hell, even running back now. If you look at our situation yep. of running back, especially with Blau Powell added back into the fold, guys are going to be fighting it out. Elijah McGuire, Trenton Cannon, those two guys might be fighting for a roster spot, even if there's even a roster spot available, because you got Le'Veon, you got Montgomery, and now you got Bilal Powell back on board. That's three right there. How many running backs are, you know, are they going to carry? If they only carry three, then what's going to happen to those two guys? So, there's going to be a lot of battles there, and, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, and the, and the last thing is, you know, um, Pro Football Focus sent out this tweet today where the Jets had the best special teams in the NFL last year, like a lot of very highly talented yeah. groups. And I just started laughing. I'm like, well, that's great. I'm like, that really doesn't apply to this year, though. I'm like, not even yeah. remotely close to apply to this year because, you know what, 80% of the unit has been replaced. I mean, you have a new yeah. kicker, you have new returners, you have new gunners. You're going to have a whole – you know, influx of new talent here, whether it's good or bad, we don't know. But, Joe, if you're evaluating special teams, to me it's incomplete because we really don't know what we have. You don't know who's returning. Exactly. You don't know what you're getting out of Cat, like Cat and Zero. You don't know what you're getting out of him. So to yeah. say the special teams are a strength right now, I think would be a little bit misleading. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It is misleading. Uh, there's a question mark there. Because, again, you know, we had a, a returner in Andre Roberts that was really going out there doing his thing. He's gone now. He's with the Bills. So we're looking at this situation. We're like, okay, who's going to be the guy to step up? A lot of people are saying Montgomery can get back there. I know Trenton Cannon's name has been mentioned as well. But we saw Trenton Cannon back there before, and we saw that that was not a strength of his. So there's going to be some, you know, question marks about who's going to be the guy that's going to be back there and winning the job. And whoever does win the job, can they give us that same production that Roberts gave us? Because there were games where Roberts literally – helped us win a game, helped us, you know, go down and get a score because of the field position that he gave us in return. That was huge. That's something that we talked about. And you know, it's even crazier, you know, it kind of scratching my head, especially when Mac didn't get the job done to bring him back here because I said, well, Mac, I mean, how many times did you really have a quality returner in your entire time being here? <laughs> Remember when there were years where we were like, what the hell is going on back there in return? JoJo Nathan. Um, yeah, Joe. Who was that other guy? Uh, uh, Raymond, I think. Oh, God. This guy's Raymond. a bum. He's fumbling. <laughs> yeah, this guy's a bum. He's fumbling all over the place. I mean, oh, God. We had to bring back Curly just to fair, fair catch Curly. You know <laughs> I mean? Goodness gracious. And then to get a guy come in, you know, kind of turn the position around, a veteran guy that knew what he was doing finally, and then you give him one year and then boom, he's gone. It's like uh, that alone, you know, <laughs> McCagney should have been fired way before that, that alone. I think if Joe Douglas is here, that job, that, that guy does not leave the roster, but I'm leaving that in the past. All right. We're moving forward. But you know, this returner position, this special team position. Yeah, it is. It's very much a question mark. We'll see what we get out of it, especially some of the new guys we're going to bring in. Cause we're going to have gunners and stuff like that. And we'll see how they perform, but man, it's it's definitely it's definitely going to be kind of a wait to see thing. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, it is. So, you know, to walk in this and saying, well, the special teams are a legitimate strength, like you said, it remains to be seen because there's a lot of change going on there. So same position coach, but a lot of change with the players, the kickers, and everything else. So we'll do is we'll go to the phones and we're going to start out with our friend from the Seattle fan club. And I can't wait to talk to him because I've always wanted to go to Seattle, Joe. So we're going to bring on Steve Reistrom. Steve, what's up, man? Yep. Um, I uh, just can't wait for the season to get here. (laughs) I mean, uh, well, Steve, I've been, well, good. Yeah. Um, when, uh, the season starts. Uh, I hope they keep the all the good players. You know. <laughs> well, I'd hope so too. Now, first of all, out in Seattle, have you been to have you been to a game in Seattle? Because that that home field event oh, yeah. on TV always looks to be yep. amazing. How, what is that stadium like? Well, it was the Kingdom, and uh, they tore it down not too long ago. But I remember that uh, that uh, game. I was there, and hoping Seattle fans were, you know, giving me crap. And I said, "No, we wait and see at the end of the game." And it was like uh, thirty-five to well, forty-one to three. <laughs> the Seahawks. Oh, that was that was Bill Parcells' six. first game. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, Steve, man, it's Joe, I, and, and I'm, dude, I am so happy you're on the show, man. You know, I absolutely love everything you're doing out there in Seattle and the group you have. I want to know, man, and, and share with the fans, what made you become a Jets fan, and how did your club come about as well? Well, I, uh, when I was, you know, just a little tight, um, when the they got Joe Namath in the 1965 draft, but I was you know little, <laughs> about four, three, well no, three years old I think it was. <laughs> but I kept on saying the because my favorite airplane is the Jets, you know, and green and white and yeah. And ever since they got Joe Namath and Emerson Boozer and all those other good people and <laughs> I was kept kept to that got your now, what book. Is, I made my what own is the best yearbook. way for everybody what is the best way for everybody to find your fan club 
Like, what is, like, how do you guys establish yourselves? Uh, well, I got the complete, uh, it's a fan club. It's complete New York Jets seasons or, and, and uh, I got that one and then Jets uh, fever and, <laughs> and they're all in pa- Pasco, Washington. <laughs> and I'm not very okay. far from Seattle, though. <laughs> Okay. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I'm from the now, Tri Cities. Hmm. Yeah, and I, now I want to talk to you about the about the club we have now. I want to talk to you about everybody that we have in the locker room currently on this roster. What are your thoughts about Sam Darnold, man? And what do you expect out of him this season? Oh, he's excellent. He's he's gonna be excellent. Uh, Where he throws that ball, I've been watching all the practices on the thing that they have. And oh man, he's a right on of you know just throwing that ball just like Joe Namath did. <laughs> yeah. So what are your what are your thoughts on on Joe Douglas and the staff that he's hiring? Oh man, uh, we had what's his name Rex Hogan. Now we're getting yeah. him back. Ben Hogan. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Oh, he's—he, I think he's building the championship right now. <laughs> yeah, just We're like hoping he did so. in I mean, Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he—he's definitely hiring a, a bunch of just you know quality, respected personnel guys, which you know league-wide are respected, which is kind of like definitely a change, you know. So, um, what 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 is the best way for all our listeners to follow you guys? Like, is it on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter? Uh, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it's on Facebook and that, and, and then. Uh, oh, and what's that? What's that? What's the name again on Facebook? Um, it's a uh, complete uh, history of the Jets. It's called, and then uh, awesome. Jet Fever. <laughs> I got about seven clubs. I think it is. <laughs> Okay, cool. Well, Steve, first of all, we want to thank you for joining us tonight. And do you have a prediction for the season? What will be the Jets' record? Oh, I'm thinking 12 and 4. Or, Woo! you know, 13 and 4. <laughs> because I have a feeling, I keep on saying this every year, and I hope I'm right. <laughs> dude, I, dude, I hope you're right, too. Thank you for joining us, man. We yeah. appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Have a good night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Joe, and I have to apologize. I keep seeing Ben Hogan. It's Rex Hogan. I have a I guess I have golf on, golf on my mind or something. I don't know what the hell it is, but it's actually Rex Hogan <laughs> who the Jets are hot. I've been so busy, man. I don't know. So thank you, Prime Time, for correcting me. I'm trying to do five million things at once. And, Joe, the interesting, the interesting thing about um, being out in Seattle is the one thing cool about them is their home field advantage is second to none. And you wonder, yep. with all the excitement around this organization, with just you know year two of Darnold and Le'Veon Bell and you know all this stuff, will the home field advantage return? Will this crowd return? Will the chaos return? And will they have a home field advantage this year? Yeah, yeah. And I want to thank Steve for coming on. Phenomenal fan out there in Seattle. Like you said, they are absolutely rabid out there. I mean, the noise that they can make, that, that 12th man, they call it out there in Seattle, man, it, it is absolutely crazy. But I'm hoping that, you know, our games, you know, when we go home this year and guys are playing at our stadium, that they feel the exact same way. I'm hoping Jets fans come out and absolutely give people just, just, just absolutely get on top of other teams and not allow them to be able to call their games inside. They have to go silent. They have to just go to hand signals or something else differently to where we're just on top of where they cannot hear anything. Yeah, that's the goal. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if this fan base embraces them, you know, and is loud and proud from the start or if they kind of yeah. are in wait-and-see mode where it's like, you know what, win four or five games, then we come back. So it'll be fascinating yeah. to see. I mean, you still see, a, you still see a lot of ticket commercials and advertisements from the Jets, so – It'll be, you know, we'll you know, see what happens you know what with that. Yeah, you, you know what else. And, and I'm sorry, but before we move on, so I, I think Uh-oh. just getting new players <laughs> – yeah, I'm about to do it. Just Here getting new players Here and, you know, getting the new coach is not all that we need there to change that stadium environment, all right? Stop playing other teams' games while we're on the damn field and do something for the fans there. How about that? Like, why don't we have – you know, older Jets players, guys that, you know, that, that, that the fan base loves, why are they not in the stadium with us? You know, why, why isn't there, you know, more stuff done with concessions? Why don't we lower the prices a bit so that, you know, fans can come out and really enjoy themselves at the game? Why isn't there something done like that to really kind of bring the fans in so that we all feel like family? There's some things that can be done on that side, you know, that I think would definitely pull people in. No, I agree. This, there's a lot of things they can do. They could even improve the halftime show, but that's a whole other story. So we'll get into yeah, that yeah. as the show goes on. <laughs> so that thing still pisses me off. I haven't seen Frisbee Dogs, dude, in probably 10 years. I mean, the Frisbee Dogs, uh-huh. dude, many times the Frisbee Dogs are more entertained than the goddamn game, and they still have not been brought back in like 10 years. And it's a sin. It's actually a crime, to be honest with you. It's, it's probably my biggest pet peeve with the Jets at this point. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, and and that's why I had to bring it up because just just talking about, you know, the the players and, and and the new coach we got. I know fans are excited about it. We all want to see what happens when these guys get on the field. But there, you know, you you got to do something else to kind of pull you know other fans in as well. You get them to buy into what we're doing. Uh, we've gone to various other stadiums. You have as well, you know, just around the league. We were in Dallas, and there was tons of different things there to really get fans to constantly come back, not just what was going on on the field. Uh, you know, you look at us. We got this loud-ass horn that they're cranking. That's not something that belongs to oh. us. That's something you got from somewhere else 
you went and got these towels. That's not something that belongs to us. That's something you went and got from somewhere else. There's a lot of things that are that 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 are Jets fan tradition that they have kind of just thrown away to go elsewhere and, and bring in some other you know fan bases or other teams. And that's why our stadium feels so foreign to us because it's a mismatch of stuff that doesn't belong to us in the first place. So why don't you just give us? what we already have, you know, on a bigger scale, on a better scale, and I think it would be better for us. That Jets chant, there's no reason, you know, why there's something that they couldn't do, they, that why they can't do more with that. Uh, again, like I said, having older players, Wayne Corbett should be walking around. Chad Pennington should be walking around. I mean, there's so many. Kevin White, all those guys that are still around, they should be walking around that stadium. Those guys should be leading the Jets' chance throughout the game. Like, there, there's so many things that they could be doing to really draw fans in and let them know, hey, when we're here and we're in the stadium, it's all green and it's all good, you know. But, you know, I, I'm going to lean up off that. You know what I'm saying? I spoke my piece, but I'm excited about this team. And, damn it, we got Sam, so I'm ready to see us go forward. Yeah, so that would be another topic for tonight. If you want to talk about it is, are people buying season tickets? Will these games be sold out? What will the stadium environment be like? I think it may be pretty wild with Le'Veon Bell and stuff back, but we'll see. Or not back, but here. We're going to go to Joe in Long Island. Joe, what's up, man? How's it going? This is my first time on the show. It's a wonderful to be here Welcome and everything. Uh, oh, so it's been wonderful. Anyway, I've been checking at social media. Let's just say it's all cool. And, uh, of course, the first question of the show was about the Jets having the playoffs thing. But the current question is, like, how do we get more butts in those seats, right? Well, I mean, yeah, it's not uh, even that. I mean, we can start out just with what are, your, what are your thoughts on the front office hires, man? I mean, they, they hired Hogan, Alexander, Phil Savage. I mean, this is – this is a pretty impressive start for Joe Douglas. Sonny Werblin is literally smiling from heaven for what the Jets are doing right now. Yeah, you know what he is, right? He turned the Titans into yeah, well, the Super Bowl dynasty. Yeah. Interestingly, he was born on St. Patrick's Day, and he, that's why the Jets are green. St. Patrick's Day uh, last year, we drafted Sam Donald. Ever think that? <laughs> uh, I meant a trade. Hey, man. What? Yeah, listen. And I hear you, man, and I want to thank you for calling in. You're already spitting the fire. But I, I want to kind of go back to what you were saying a little bit earlier about putting the butts in the seats. What do you think could be done to kind of change the stadium atmosphere a bit and pull more fans in? Hmm, well, that's a good question. Sure, we live in basically the NFL's official stadium because it's uh, in uh, you know, uh, New York City. But here's the thing, Majig. Might be the same stadium, but guess what? We're our own identity and everything. Here's an example. Back in the days when we played in the cookie cutter known as Shea Stadium, like when the Jets won the AFL championship, there were these little guys wearing in little Jets like on cartwheels. Like something like that wouldn't be a bad idea. Or uh, maybe during special games, uh, let's just say how about they have Jets flying over eat before and, and during games and stuff like that, like during the National Anthem or even before pregame. Like here – Let's, like you mentioned about Cowboys and Rodeos, because that's what Texas is known for, Wild West. That's for the Red Dead Redemption fans as well. But anyway, uh, and the Patriots, even though we can't stand them, they honor their history with the muskets, uh, you know, like from the Civil Revolutionary War. And we, listen, we were named the Jets because not only it rhymes with Mets, but we were near LaGuardia Airport. That needs to be like it, maybe an air show, maybe a, every time we face a division rival, when we face a big thing, Majiga, like during the game. That's an example. Uh, or maybe for the kids, we could add a Jets fest, like, you know, like with mm-hmm. uh, inflatable things. Uh, hello? 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Is that what? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another idea. We all heard Fireman had invented J-E-T-S chant, but how about we reunite the stack exchange? They were the original thing. With Jake. Wouldn't you like to see Joe Klecko, Mark Gaston, the seats leading the chant? And maybe once a year during that special occasion, yeah. we get the guy, we take him up from Jupiter, Florida, to do the chant. Joe Namath, my hero. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, dude, those, and those are great ideas. Those are some of the things that I've talked about on here as well. Getting some of these the older players, the veteran guys, to come back out and really show up and show up with the fans because we love those guys. You know, that's our history. That's what belongs to us. Our memories of those guys going out there, laying on the line and, and playing to the wall for us and doing whatever they could do to help forward the franchise as well. And I think that that would really, really bring some fans out. But just staying sticking with this current team, I want to get your thoughts on Adam Gaze, man. Do you think he's turned a new leaf, and do you think that he could lead the Jets to a playoff berth this season? You know what? I believe so. The Johnsons, uh, every time they hired a new coach, most of the time they got to the playoffs. I'll count Todd Bowles on it because he was just one game short, uh, even though he was all talk and no action, just like a lot of people. But however, And Adam Gates, when he was first hired in Miami, got to the playoffs and stuff, even though he lost in the wild card round. But what do you expect? It's Miami. doesn't have a super lot of talent ever since Dan Marino left town after the 99 season. But uh, let's just uh, – so let's say I think Adam Gates is – as the guy and stuff, even though people would say, oh, he was fired, dude. Kyle Shanahan was fired. Bill Belichick was fired. Everyone was fired. You'll learn from it. Football might, isn't just a teaching tool for the people holding the ball, wearing the arm. It's also for the guy with the checkboard and the, and the hat on his head. So, Joe, what is your expectation for this season? Is it playoffs or bust? You know what? That's a good question. I see us uh, do making the playoffs. And also uh, – I've been checking the Jets ever since, uh, let's just say, after Christmas of 2016 because of something very special that we happened. Uh, I would like to explain it, but, however, I don't want to jinx it. Because I only tell a few people privately, and uh, the only one who might know who's a big guy is Joe Namath. Of course, I met him last September. He's the nicest guy ever. Well, Joe, thank you for calling in, man. We definitely appreciate it. Oh, I it's been a wonderful pleasure to yeah and J E T S Jets Jets Jets. If, hey, who knows? Have a, here's just here's just one more thing. Could I just say one thing before we're done? Go ahead. All right. Here's the thing, but Jake. Here's an interesting scenario. We changed our uniforms this year. The last time we changed our uniforms, 1998. We got Curtis Martin. We got Lavian Bell now. Uh, we got the AFC, but lost. We don't know about this season and. Uh, What's another interesting uh, thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess that seems to be all. Who knows? Maybe it's uh, pointing that somehow we do a miracle run. Like, Oh, and another thing. The Eagles, when they won their Super Bowl, their opening odds were 45 or 50 to 1. Ours is 50 to 80 to 1. So, well, anything's possible in the world of sports, but who knows? Just who knows? <laughs> Thanks for calling in, man. We appreciate it. Have a good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Joe, he dropped all kinds of stuff there, man. I couldn't even, to be honest, I couldn't keep up with half of it. I was like, there was Joe Namath references, the sack exchange. <laughs> then we went to betting odds to just, I was, I, that was interesting. Hey, look, he, I, I want to thank the last caller for calling in. He, he had a lot on his mind, man, and he brought nothing but heat. He did. I mean, Yankee John, who always does a great recap during our show with uh, just uh, like talking about comments on our callers. I think he was so befuddled. He was like, how do I even comment on all this? It was uh, very interesting, very fast, very fast-paced takes. Yeah, you know, a lot, a lot of, a lot, like I said, he was spitting a lot of heat, a lot of fire. He was bringing them, you know, quickly to you. And, and he was taking his jabs and sticking and moving. So shout-out to him. Like I said, a great caller. I know that's his first time calling in. I hope to hear from him again in the future. All right, we're going to go. We're going to stay in Long Island. We're going to go to Jay in Long Island. Jay, what's up, man? Did you say Jay in Long Island? Yes, what it says. Are you Jay in Long Island? I, I'm Jay, but I'm actually in Ohio. Uh, see, now this is freaking Primetime's fault, man. Now we got to blame Primetime for this because they wrote on our <laughs> you know what? You don't have to blame him. I, I mumble, so that, that happened. He, he could have misunderstood me. <laughs> so, so Jay in Ohio, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. I, I, this, I'm a first-time caller, man. I was really excited. I just got into this podcast. I think um, I had put myself down as a fan page, just like that guy from Seattle uh, a few years ago. And I think you guys had called me and left me a voicemail to try to call in sometime. I never got a chance. So I'm super excited to be on right now. Well, cool. Well, welcome aboard. And what are your thoughts on all these front office hires, man? It's Joe Douglas is wasting no time getting very quality candidates. Yeah, no question. Uh, great question. I think these guys have all came from incredibly successful organizations. So, um, you know, that right there is somebody who has, you know, uh, professionally done some attempted to make some of talent acquisitions. I think it's huge uh, to get some of these top guys. Even Savage, who has been around for a while, um, he didn't have a ton of success with the Browns. Um, and we live out, obviously, um, closer to Cleveland, and my parents are season ticket holders. So, you know, Savage didn't have a great reputation, but just to have somebody who's been around that has seen talent and is is, is here to kind of help us uh, push the envelope is a huge, huge uh, win, in my opinion. So, Yeah. And, and I want to thank you for calling in, and I, I'm right there with you. You know, seeing him go out there, get the guys that he needs to continue to help forth this franchise and and put the right guys in positions out there on the field, drafting as well, making sure we get the right free agents in here. That's huge, man. And I'm so glad that, you know, Chris Johnson just made the right decision. You know, pay the guy what he wants and then do whatever it takes to make sure that he gets the guys that he wants. But I want to get your thoughts on this, man. Do you think that the Jets will see the playoffs this year? 
You know, it's going to be tough. I think uh, we're going to see some surprises. I think as excited as we are, um, you know, you got to think that we're fighting for a wild card spot. And, you know, there's only two. And, um, you know, you've got some teams out there in the Central and the South, um, and especially in the West where, you know, that that first or second wild card spot is going to be a tough grab. So we're really going to have to take advantage of the division which is something that I think we've always struggled with and we've always sort of split in the division. I think what's going to kill us is some dumb losses. I mean, you've got to think that we're going to have a dumb Miami loss and that's going to be miserable or a dumb Buffalo loss where we should absolutely be successful. And I think that yeah, that's going to hurt us. Why are we going to – but did, if this is a new era of Jets football with a new mindset, new culture, new leadership, why do we have to make all these dumb mistakes? Why do we have to do all the things of the mistakes of the past? Why can't that all change? I agree. I agree a thousand percent. And I think um, something that Joe was talking about earlier is, um, you know, this idea of, okay, well, what are we doing to change that culture? Are we sticking with Tremaine Johnson's? Are we sticking with this question yeah. marks of Leonard, Leonard Williams? Or are we sitting here in the offseason? Is Joe Douglas looking at this roster you know, right now and saying, you know what, we've got we've got talent in Leonard Williams. People are interested in this man. I like, I don't know, I like Nathan Shepard. I like Quinn Williams. I'm going to take this talent acquisition, and I'm going to go get a player that can contribute right now because we only have a short window with Sam, and we can win today and right now, and we need to get some people in here. Or, hey, I'm done with Tremaine Johnson. I never liked him. I don't know. You don't really know what his thought process is. But, hey, you know what? Yeah. Let me see if I can make a move right now because I have this window and I'm going to take advantage of it right now. Those are the kind of things, honestly, With by the time training camp ends and we start seeing, hey, who we grabbing after cuts that can make an whether it's offensive line or cornerback or center or whatever, all these question marks that we have and, hey, who do we keep with this running back pool that we don't know, you know, that got drafted or who we hanging on to. I want to see aggressively who we go after. Do we make – you know, a, a mid-season trade trade at week four to get somebody that can contribute right now, like somebody like A.J. Green or something goofy. You know what I mean? I mean, we've seen things like that in the past where we've made an eye-opening, you know, move or, or, hey, we've traded a premium draft pick to find a player that can contribute right now. That's what I want. That will make me believe in the culture change or whatever we don't want to call it or call it. So that's I think that's where I'm no, at and with, with Joe Douglas and this new regime. And I'm completely I'm with I'm with that with Joe Douglas and Adam Gates. I want to see you know if a Khalil Mack you know becomes becomes available again. Right. Can you actually get that deal done instead of being the the league leader in could haves and should haves? Actually getting these right. things done. Or if you see a player that's a a complete malcontent, a problem in the locker room or a problem on the field, that they actually make the statement get them out of here. or they bench him and say listen and get like them out of here. and that's something they've never done. That's you know it's. They just Todd Bowles definitely yeah. didn't do it. You know, Rex Ryan had some issues with that, and that's why I kind of want to see. That's how you truly change your culture around here. Yeah, no question. And 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 you know, at what point? You know, I mean, Davion Clowney is, is a good example. And how many of these like trades that we sort of talked about with with outside linebackers or corners? You guys mentioned Ramsey yeah. earlier. Like, you know, there's guys out there that are malcontent or or disgruntled or you know, money issues. Like, hey we got money. We can make this thing happen. You know, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go to win? You know, how much reputation, you know, that this Joe Douglas does he have? I mean, clearly, you know, 
we all, you know, I don't know how many of you guys heard of Joe Douglas prior to, you know, this month, but, you know, to hear like, okay, great reputation, this and that, and hey, Savage, and hey, this great move by Hogan that, that you know, kind of left and came back, you know, it's like, okay, cool, this all sounds great, you know, this the, the ball is rolling, we've got this huge upswing, you know, what's next, when do we start seeing those legitimate results? You know, we've all yeah. had these ideas of, hey, who we should draft, or who we should go and grab, or you know, what makes sense on paper or video games or whatever. Okay, cool. Oh, wow. Hey, he legitimately did something. We traded a, a third-round pick for Jadavian Crowley by week four because, hey, guess what? We're we're three and one, and, and we're ready to make some moves. Like, okay, okay, now now, now I, can, I, can, I can smell it. I can feel it. I can, I can touch this. I, I understand, you know, what we're trying to do. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Yep, yep, and and and, th- and those are great points. And I want to get your thoughts on on the next position, man. I'm looking at Adam Gaze, and I'm wondering, is he a guy that's turned a new leaf? I know we talked about the front office. I know we're talking about Joe Douglas and possible acquisitions that they can make to better this football team. But here's the guy that's in charge of the football team, and we kind of go as he goes. If he goes like he did in Miami, we're going to have some issues. And I want to get your thoughts about Adam Gaze going into the future. Do you think that he's turned around, and do you think he's a guy that can lead us? Well, I'm not, you know, I don't know what you guys, I'm a 40-year-old professional. I've worked in leadership roles. I've worked in, in retail positions, and I've grown substantially as a person over the years. I've been with the same company for 15 years, and I've continued to learn and grow as an adult and as a mature person and how to deal with different personalities, different roles, different things. And was I all in on the, you know, Adam Gase, uh, hiring? I don't know. I think, you know, if, if Joe Caparoso had a Twitter poll, I probably said no. Early on, we saw those names float around. I don't know what you guys voted. But, um, you know, now that I feel like Sam Darnold is all in, you know, our our, our 22-year-old godson, um, you know, I, I I see that he's, you know, making some things happen, and, and he's, he's tooting his own horn. And, you know, I mean, we're all on Twitter this morning. Like, did we... I saw that Jets video today, and the first thing that I tweeted out today after watching that video this morning was, Gase is going gonna, is gonna to screw around and make me like him and make me be yeah. impressed just with his personality <laughs> yep. and his energy and just the way he's he ball-busting over on, uh, uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell. Like, you know, if you get that guy to believe in, in what you have going on and he can be all in and this team is rolling forward, man, like, possibilities are endless. You know, I, I, I think we all have learned, you know, could learn and grow you know what I mean, as professionals, and maybe we're getting lucky, you know, at the right time, catching kind of lightning in a bottle. And we've heard about Adam Gates' potential since, you know, kind of since the, you know, Broncos days, you know what I mean? So, you know, maybe this is just the right place and the right time. God forbid it's us. Yeah, listen, I had I had the same reaction today because I watched the players interacting with him and his sense of humor right. and the way he was getting after it. I'm like, wow, I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like – we have to like him anyway. We have no choice. I mean, he, he's not going anywhere. I mean, he's, he's here to stay for at least a couple of years. But it's like, wow, like you see that. And, like, you can see this team buying in. Everybody, obviously, it's only minicamp. But, like, I'm like, damn, I may actually sure. like this guy now, which is crazy. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, if he's got some coaches that buy in and whatnot, I think my biggest question mark is, you know, as someone who's been, uh, you know, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of options out here other than, you know, local Cleveland, you know, sports talk radio other than, you know, waiting for you guys to post a podcast. But, um, you know, being able to kind of listen to, um, you know, some of the sports talk radio and, 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 you know, the Browns did not have a great 
defense last year. They really didn't. You know, they were top, you know, 15, I think, by the time the season ended. But early on, you know, in the prior seasons, they really struggled um, on defense with Greg Williams in charge. Boy, is he easy to get behind. I saw the interviews. I, I like to think that he said, boy, does he get you fired up. And he's got a history of, of uh, you know, overall success. But, you know, I, mean, I, think, I think that's my my biggest concern. And I was worried when Rex kind of did the same thing, only opposite, where he's like, hey, I'm the general manager, of the, you know, I'm the head coach of the defense. And then, boom, he threw offense at some of the most random dudes, you know, and struggled. I, I yep. just don't want to see that same scenario. And I think we're all on the same page with that. Yeah, no doubt. Jay, excellent call, man. We appreciate you calling in. Oh, yeah, my pleasure, guys. Looking forward to, uh, you know, reaching out again. Absolutely. Have a great night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yep, see. All right, Joe, that was Jay in Ohio. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah. And that's the one thing, too. It's like, you know, as we head into, like, the real dead part of the offseason where there's not a lot of news, it's like, it seems like we're, we're all nervous about the offensive line. You know, we were kind of hoping that Sam develops. We were kind of hoping that Marcus May stays healthy. But then it's like you think we're all kind of assuming that Greg Williams is going to have this as a top five, top ten defense right off the bat. And it's like, you know what? It's like the expectations for, uh, you know, a much improved pass rush, even though we've added some playmakers. But, like, Joe, there's there's a lot of pressure on Greg Williams, too, because if this defense starts off slow and there is no pass rush and they're getting gouged, there's just as much pressure on Williams as there is Gates. There absolutely is. And I want to thank the last call of calling in. Jay was phenomenal. But there absolutely is. There's a lot of pressure on him. I mean, I, hell, if you listen to a lot of the Jets fans right now, they're pretty much annoyed to him. He's a guy that's going to come in, and he's going to make this defense one of the top defenses in the league. They're already expecting, you know, so much out of Greg, and especially what you just talked about as well. Some of the players that we've added, we've had issues with pass rush in the, in, in the past, too. Getting a guy that's going to come in here and chase the quarterback around, we still kind of have a question mark there. We've drafted some guys that we think can do that, but we don't know how consistently they're going to be able to do that. So you're looking at the situation and you're saying, hey, if we get we don't get a guy that can consistently get to the quarterback, what is Greg going to do if that doesn't happen? And another part of this, too, is, is that if the defense does falter and Greg does struggle, guess what? The light is going to be on him because Adam Gaze doesn't, isn't going to do anything about the defense at all. He's already told you that in press conferences. He's not a guy that knows much about defense. He said he was looking for a head coach of the defense. And so that's why they brought in Greg Williams to, you know, begin with. So, you know, there's a lot of pressure on Greg. 
Uh, he's coming in highly touted. He's got a big name. I know a lot of people. Once he was brought in, there was clips of him, you know, screaming, you know, put your testicles in the sea gap, you know, constantly left and right. That's what that's what it was. That's all I saw left and right. So he's fired up. I know he's going to get after players. I know he's going to try his best to do get the most out of the players that we have here, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. So we want to thank all the new callers. Welcome all the new callers and listeners. As always, Joe, our calling number is 929-477-2651. It's been an hour, and I have not provided that. So clearly, nope. uh, look, not look, only and, do and I nobody, have... <laughs> you know, nobody yeah. picked you up because of it. You know what I'm saying? It, you know, we're spitting Ooh. fire. We're getting after it. We, we love talking to people, you know, but uh, I'm pretty sure somebody you know, is going to definitely get at you on social media very soon about that. Dude, it's like I try to improve the sound, then I got to try to make – and then the funny thing is, like, last week towards the end of the show, I, I forgot who I hammered with a bunch of audio clips, and the audio clips were, like, ten times louder than, like, our voices. So then I got complaints, like, you blew my eardrums out. So I had to go and fix that. Like, dude, hey, I'm too man. dumb to do all this stuff. I'm not smart enough for all this, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you know, look, we're taking one step at a time. Don't worry, mistakes are going to be made. You know, as long as we keep it going and we connect with the people, we'll be all right. I wonder if McCagston could help us with sound. He's got some free time on his hands. Oh wow, a shot at McCagston. <laughs> you know, you're going to piss Kevin off for sure this week. Hey, I'm pissed off <laughs> you him, keep on with this. I called Joe. All I right. said Joe was in Long Island. He was in freaking Ohio. Hey, 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 all right. You know what I'm saying? Now it's between you about to get it from Kevin. It's war. Okay. Okay. All right. It's war. Okay. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Keep that over there at T-Rouse 21. You know, our producer can send his hate over there. Anyone else that has issues with anything that Tyson has said, please send your your, your thoughts his way. You know, don't tweet me. But, uh, yeah, you know, keep on sending shots his way, man, and you'll see what happens to you. And once again, we're at Talk Jets Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Let's Talk Jets Radio on YouTube. And July 14th, a great event with Jamal Adams and Elijah McGuire. Check out nysfmag.com for details. And Joe, now, and the guy's name is Rex Hogan, not Ben Hogan. I get it. I made a mistake, people. They're roasting me, man. Holy Christ. Getting ripped to shreds. Jesus, man. Hey, man, you look, it happens, man. It happens. You know, when you when you spit in your takes, you're getting them out, it happens. No big deal. No problem at all. Yeah. We're just going to push forward. Sadly, I'm sadly, I'm, I'm old enough to remember Ben Hogan. That just shows you how freaking old I am. That's terrible. Ooh. So, Ooh. Yeah, it's dead. I'm, I'm half dead. We're going to go to our good friend Tyrone. Yeah, I'm dude. I got like I got maybe 15 years. Old. I'm gonna be dead in like 15 years. Tyrone, what's up, man? <laughs> Damn, yo, what's going on, fellas? Damn, Tyson, don't say that, bro. Come on, man. I'm Jesus, saying, bro. you know, my, <laughs> yo, my pocket. Way, way to be positive, Tyson. You can't. Way to Tyrone, you can't live this lifestyle. <laughs> this lifestyle can't last <laughs> long, man. I'll be, it's my my pocket's ticking. <laughs> Yeah, I've been out with you, Tyson. I know you run on. Let's just keep it simple. We got, let's get 30 more. Let's get a couple of just two bows. But nah, man, great show, fellas. <laughs> yeah, great show, great show, man. Damn. We'll start it off with this. What are, what are your thoughts on the hiring? You got Hogan, oh. you got Alexander, you got Phil Savage. Are you liking the front office that's being established? I, I, I don't like it. I love it, man. It, you know, it's. 
you know, the the whole thing with the Mac fiasco, man, it's just this right here makes up for everything, man. I mean, it's not only just bringing in quality guys that's been in the league. You're bringing in great guys that are really great evaluators of talent. You know, I mean, Savage runs the, you know, saying the senior, I mean, not the senior bowl, but the, um, in the senior bowl. So, I mean, it's basically he's he's really able to see a lot of these young players. They really you know how to evaluate these young men. And, and man, it's like we're really turning this around. So, I mean, I'm excited, man. I think that, you know, he's building a staff up that's really going to be a talent all the way around. I think Gates did the same thing with his with, with what he did with the people he brought in, man. I mean, you have to really think about it, man. Like, we really have a front office that can really get the job done. All these guys are well-respected. You know what I'm saying? They're great talent evaluators. And plus, on top of that, they're going to work well together. And then you look at the offense, defense, same thing. Man, we have a lot of talent in our building, coaches-wise, GM-wise, you know, in front office. Something that we haven't had in years, scouting. I mean, it's just a good look. Yeah, Tyrone, man, you know, I want to thank you for calling in. I could not wait to talk to you this week about the team. And like you said, and we've agreed throughout the show, when you brought in Joe Douglas, you know, they kind of said, okay, we'll – We'll give in. You bring in your guys, you know, fix our front office, do whatever you need to do. And he brought in a lot of great guys with great resumes. And now there's a lot of fans that are looking at the situation there and saying, hey, okay, we got these guys in here. We got Joe Douglas. Let's start making some moves. Let's start making some big moves. And I want to get your thoughts on this, man. What are your thoughts about bringing in Jalen Ramsey? What do you think it'll take? And do you think the Jets should make the move? I mean, I, I, I would love – for them to make that move, but I, I kind of, but to be honest, I kind of hope they don't, man. I, I think he's going to want too much. I think, you know, I mean, he's a he's a talented player, but I just think that, you know, you, you have you have True and all that money he's getting. I mean, he's going to want a huge contract, and well deserved because he's probably the best corner in the league at the moment. So, but um, nah, man, I'd rather go with man, my man from Washington. They're going to make any kind of trade. I mean, because it's going to be guys, like, like I said, man, it's it's just June. It's going to be guys getting cut. It's going to be guys that are going to, they're going to be on the trading block. It's going to be guys not with their contract. So we have an opportunity yeah. to pick up a solid cornerback, you know what I'm saying? It just depends on what True does. Now, I, I'm not really sure what his contract, but I think we can really get out of his contract next year. Now, we're able to get Ramsey and, and, you know, and be able to let True go next year and free up that money, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But just to have that, like I think Tyson, one of you guys said it earlier, man, you can't top $40 million in, and cornerbacks, man. You know, it just doesn't work that way. At the same time, man, I think with Williams' system, you having someone like True or being able to pick up somebody, you know what I'm saying, solid. And he, what he, I, like what, I don't know if you guys watched Greg Williams' interview, but he said what he's doing a lot of these young guys, he's cross-training these guys. So a lot of these guys are playing safety. A lot of these guys are playing cornerback. A lot of these guys are playing tackle. A lot of these guys are playing defensive end. So he's really cross-training these guys and really see what he has. So, But it's early. So guys are going to get cut. Guy's gonna be on the trading block, so I, I just think I think Douglas is well respected. So I think when it comes time to negotiate or it comes time to make a trade, I think he'll be able to get it done. I think Mac was too hesitant, and I just think that people really around the league really respect Joe in the way he carries himself and the way he knows football. So I think when time is right, we'll find somebody. Yeah, this is like I said, this is the first time in a long time where you know very well respected members of the of the league are giving the Jets credit for their hires, where it's like these are valuable, respected, like veteran personnel guys that have excellent resumes, where it's like, listen, you know that you're going to have Italian evaluators 
that know what the hell they're talking about and can put yourself in a position to get good players, which is – it's been a while for that, man. It's like the Jets have taken chances, blown up in their face. Now it's like it, they have, dude. We, we've, we've been sold on Isaac. We've been sold on McCagney. We've been sold on all these things. We had to kind of believe in them. And now these guys' resumes speak for themselves. It's like, listen, we're not have to, we don't have to buy in. They're just, it's already there. So it's it fascinating, it, man. And then something else I think I think something else everyone's not know, not really paying attention to. These guys are gonna be able to find talent in the later rounds. And that's been the biggest yep. thing with Mac that yep. you know, just not being able to, to hit those those late round picks. And I think having the guys that he's brought in, you know, with these guys background and scouting and really being talent evaluates, being able to look at a player that might need some work but saying, okay, this guy can be okay. Don't get me wrong, Mac has found some jewels, but I think these guys are going to hit more than they miss. And, you know, find the guys in the second, the third, and the fourth, and the fifth round that can come in and, and really push for a spot in a year. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's, it's a really good – It's a, like I said, man, I've been saying this all along. It's a really good time to be a Jets fan. I mean, you know, we have we have a and then with our, even with our offense, man. You, you know how many offensive minded people Gates hired? Like when he had Jim Bob Cooter as the running back coach, I don't got so retarded. Then I thought about it. I was like, Yo, really? That's genius. You have like yep. four offensive coordinators on the offense. So these guys exactly. are going to really come up with some exotic stuff. I, I'm just, I think, I think our offense is primed for a good year this year, and you know, and everyone is saying playoffs. I mean, to be honest with you, I see no reason why we wouldn't make the playoffs. I think it's a culture change. I think you have guys that, you, you know, we we had an influx of real of of of, of talent all the way around. You know, offense and defense. I think I think we hit the draft was really solid. Free agency was amazing. So I mean, it's a few pieces that we need. But you know, and guys, you know, we've been doing this for years. And, and the one thing I'm gonna say, and I keep saying this, like we haven't had this much talent. I mean, it, for the first time in a long time, we have a lot of talented players. But not only talented players, we have guys that love football, and these guys are dogs. Le'Veon Bell's a dog. You know what I'm saying? C.J. Mosley, he's a dog. Quentin Williams gonna be a dog. The kid we got from Florida is going to be a dog. So we had, we got the right kind of mindset in, and, and our coaches are dogs. So our, and then and on top of that, our GM is a dog. So, you know what I mean? It's, you know, it's beautiful, man. I love the way everything's working out, and it's, you know, we're really turning around. Like, you know what's so crazy? I was watching something on Twitter, and they were talking about the Texans and how stupid they were because, you know, how they, they went after the Patriots guy, and they got tampering charges, right? Nobody and no broadcast, no – no football, any, anything, say nothing about them. But if that would have been us, we would have been a circus. Hey, the same old Jets, man. And I'm tired of hearing that, yep. bro, because it's not the same old Jets, man. We're getting, you know, I mean, it's not done overnight. But, I mean, if you can't, if, you, if, you're, if you're a Jet fan, and any true Jet fan knows this, bro, we've, we're, we're night and day from where we were two, three, four, five years ago, man. I mean, talent-wise, coaching-wise, front office-wise, I mean, I love it, man. Even ownership, man, you know what I'm saying? You know, I like this Johnson better than I like the other Johnson. I'm just going to put it out there, so I'm good. Well, I mean, well, I mean just going back to one of your points, <laughs> the, one, the one big difference, too, is that all these players are younger. Like, when the Jets had success, it was with Fitzpatrick and Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker, and it was all guys were like, you know, it's like, all yeah. right, we have a one-year window to get this done. Now it's like, all these players are young. They're in their prime. Mosley, you know, or Avery Williamson, or Jamal Alec. Like all yep. the playmakers now are bringing in are all young players. Quinny Williams, another example. So that helps. The thing about ownership, I mean, 
I'm not praising Chris Johnson because I mean he made a mess of this and got bailed out by by, well, by getting his front office in place. So I'm not giving him any kudos just yet. Well, well, he did. Well, well two things. Well, two things, Tyson. Number one, you guys know who I want to be the owner. I ain't gonna say his name, but I know you. I, you know who I want to be our owner. He's a diehard Jets fan. I'm gonna leave it at that. But um, I really want to say this though. But I'm gonna be honest with you. Duh. Um, when we had the year we made almost when we lost to Buffalo, it was Fitzpatrick with that stupid interception. I'm not gonna bring that up because it kind of still hurts. But we have more talent than we had with that team. I, I think we were two. I think we were two times better than that team ever was. I mean, when you really look at it, roster wise, I mean, talent wise, what we had. We're way better. So, I mean, I think I said it's going to be a good year. I mean, you know, we stay healthy and, and how things play out in training camp, it's going to be all right. But, I mean, I, like I said, I keep saying that uh, 2010 type team, that's what I feel. Like we have a lot of talent. You know, it just depends if Gates, Gates and, and Williams can put everything together. But, you know, whatever happens. But a few more pieces, man, we're there. So, But we have a good nucleus, and that's the biggest thing, man. We have an influx of young players that's, that are talented that's going to grow. So, I'm good with it. Yeah, and the other and the other missing piece of all this is special teams, which we really don't talk a lot about. But you know, there's yep. a lot of hidden yards in special teams, and there's a lot of games that want to lose for special teams. And, and the Jets have made a complete overhaul, minus the, the punter who they brought in competition for him. But the kicker is, you hope the returners will be by by committee at this point, and then you have all new gunners and all new cover guys. So that's going to be interesting to see what Boyer can get out of them because. If we're competing for a playoff spot, can special teams make or break this season? I mean, true indeed. But I, let me ask you a question. I think uh, Cannon was a gunner. Who else was a gunner? It was Cannon. Cannon, Cannon was a gunner. And was it Pete? Was that Gunners last year? Pete well, yeah, was out Pete. there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, the big. The, and I also say this right here. I like the kid that we signed. Um. Um. God, was he from man? Uh. God, was he from the. You know, he's a receiver. The one we signed um, as a free Quadri agent. Henderson? Draft. Quadri Henderson? No, no, no. No, no, no. The other guy. Um, the little short guy. Greg short receiver. Um, yeah, there we go. There we go. I like this kid, man. I want to see what he, uh, what, or see what he does, man, if he's really, you know, if he has, a, if he can earn a spot with that position. I mean, you watch this guy's tape, man. This guy's amazing. He's shifty. He's open. You know what I mean? He's a great punt returner, great kickoff returner. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the Trenton Cannon thing, I, I don't really want him catching punts, man. I just, I don't, bro, I just, you know, I'm kind of over that, but maybe he'll improve. But that, that kid Deutsch, man, I really like what I saw from his tape-wise. I mean, but that's how, that's college football, and this is the pros. So, hopefully, you know what I'm saying, we'll see you at, at um, during the, during the summer, what happens with him. But I like that kid, man. I think, you know, we'll be okay on that part. I mean, but, you know, we're definitely going to miss out, you know. I mean, I'm sorry, man. I'm not a big Cam fan. So, I, I really, you know what I'm saying, I really want Ross Martin. But, if you know, we'll go with it. So, they know what they're doing. Tyrone, it's good to hear <laughs> positivity in your voice and happiness in your voice. This is a very positive experience. Hey, well, Tyson, we ain't lost the game yet, man. You know how I get, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I had to <laughs> – so, listen, you know, enjoy – listen, enjoy – you know, what's crazy is um, I was on I was on CJ's show not, uh, like two weeks ago, right, and I told him, I was like, look, I saw, I've been in a really good mood here lately. People are picking on me like, yo, what's going on? You all right? I'm, listen, I'm happy. Let's just keep it that way, man, you know. But one more thing I want to say before I go, man, Um, I'll be up – either for the first game at Buffalo or the Cleveland game. I haven't decided which one I want to go to yet. I kind of want to go to both to see if I can make it happen. But, man, this is going to be an amazing season, baby. Let's go. Jets up, baby.
Have a good night, man. All right, have a good one, fellas. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. All right, Joe, we'll keep it going here. Let's see, we got, let's, I guess, uh, I'll, get, I'll let you choose, Joe. This is, this is going to be your option. Would okay. you like to bring on Steve, mm-hmm. or would you like to bring on NYSF Magazine, Jay? Uh, you know what, I'll tell you what. I like Steve. Everyone knows how I feel about Steve. I think he brings the fire. But we got the Jay's events coming up. You know, we're doing doing important things with the youth and with the children. So let's have Jay on first, and then we'll have Steve just absolutely destroy you right after that. I think he's got some blazing takes for you this week. The only thing Steve destroys is his own credibility with his waffles oh, on, and his takes. Come on, man. That's all I do. All he does, he listens for the first hour and 15 minutes. And then repeats everything we say and says it's his own take. No, he's got no credibility, no, man. It's, it's, no, it's that's sweet. not true, dude. See, this it's is what I'm talking truth. about, and this is why this is why people stuff. get at you at T Rouse Twenty One. This is why people that get at you keep doing your thing, player. Listen, Steve knows what he's talking about. When he calls in, he already he has things it. formulated in his mind. Joe, he I'm already has things him, formatted in his mind. I'll prove. I'll prove to you he doesn't know. I will ask him about five players on this team and what position they play, and I guarantee he won't he won't know where they play. Dude, listen, he's so ahead of his time. Listen, listen, uh, look. I, I, I trust in Steve. I have faith in Steve. He's ahead so ahead of his, of his time. time. What nap time? His takes, his takes are so scolding. That's why you just keep bringing up old stuff. That's what I'm saying. It's old nap stuff. time. It's old routes. Constantly, you know what I'm saying? Steve is going to call in and he's going to bring the fireman, and I can't mm-hmm. wait to hear from him. But again, we we got we have the event going on with the children, and I want to hear from Jay first, man. All right, you made the call. So now Steve knows that he was second choice. So now we're going to go to Mr. <laughs> NYSF Mag. What's up, Jay? <laughs> Joe, you are my man, dude. Because if you want to pick Steve, I, I really was. That was a real serious question, and, and I'm, I, it was a real. Test of our friendship, Joe. Because if you would have picked Steve over me, I don't know, man. I might have hung up. You guys might not got me. I would have been, I would have been hurt. I would have been physically and emotionally hurt. But now I Jay, feel like I, you know, now I'm feeling good. Jay, first off, I want to thank you for calling in. Listen, man. Look, Steve already knows how I feel about him. He already knows he's a guy. I respect his takes. I understand, you know, what he brings to the show, and I respect his football knowledge. So he's a guy I know can sit back and go, okay, yeah. You know the children come first. He's about his community as well, as well as as well as I. So I know that Steve is going to be ready to go when it's time to go. You know what I'm saying? But Jay, I had to have you on first. I had to talk to you this week about this team and what we got going. And I want to get your thoughts on what Joe Douglas is doing with this front office. What are your thoughts about the guys he's brought in? Man, okay. So here are my thoughts. Mike McCagnan and Mike McCagnan. We had we had a nice. You know, it was like it's like having a nice girlfriend. You know, like somebody who. You know, a girl that, 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 you know, does her best and, you know, she's got her limitations and everything. But in, in Joe Douglas now, 
you know, we got like a swimsuit model, like like there's something about Mary type of situation going on here because this front office he's assembling is no joke, man. And, you know, just like a lot of the people have been saying before me, you know, that came on tonight, it's like, um, you know, and, and Tyson, you know, what, what you were hitting on, it's like, dude, we we really stepped into something here, man. I mean, this is the first time in in my lifetime, besides maybe when Parcells was here, that I can feel like we have a serious, respected, serious front office that's going to, um, you know, really kind of take us to the next level. I'm I'm ready for it, man. I think that you know the drafting is going to be better. I, you know, these are serious personnel people across the league. I mean, look at the, this front office yeah. is like a dream team. It's crazy. Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny. I, I actually so United clowned me last night. I, they they got me they got me home about five o'clock in the morning, about five hours late. So uh, so I passed out <laughs> at like five o'clock today. I, you know, and and uh, and I woke up at about eight forty five, and I looked down, and we we got another guy. We got another two guys while I was asleep. These guys are making moves while I'm sleeping, and I love it. So yeah. I just I just can't wait to see you. You know, obviously. Right now, they're limited with what they can really do for this year, but I can't wait till next year's draft and see what kind of gems they uncover. You know, those are some smart dudes in the room that, uh, you know, that, 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 like Tyson said before, that it's not just like, you know, we're, we need to be sold on these guys. You know, they're, they're, their resume speaks for themselves. They're ready to go. These guys are plug and yeah. play, so I, I can't wait. Yeah, and, and and with all the big anticipation from these guys, like you said, the names, the resumes, everything that they bring here, the respect that you know that the other analysts are talking about as well with these guys. There's a lot of fans that are kind of getting a little antsy. They're saying, "Hey, you know, I understand these guys are going to be drafting, but we need some players now." Are you looking to see them swing big trades and make big moves? Well, we have some money. Um, there's some things I'd like to see them maybe do with some of the money besides maybe, you know, making trades and everything, I'd like to see us maybe get Robbie Anderson extended before he has a big season. Um, we might be able to get him on the relative, on relatively cheap kind of extension. I think if, if we uh, proactively jump on that, um, you know, maybe there's a couple other guys, but yeah, I mean, there's some guys out there to be had, I think. I mean, I know you're, you're high on Trent Williams. You know, I think that, that, that could be, a, yeah. uh, you know, if they Man. could swing a move for Trent Williams. I mean, we, we roll into the season with Trent Williams and Osemele, on the line with, you know, you know, with, with the guys that we have returning, you got some depth there. You got some, some, you know, some, some serious, uh, you know, guys on the offensive line there. So um, if, if they could pull that, that would be huge. Um, but there's some other guys out there that can be had, um, you know, from, from some things that I've been reading and yeah, I mean, you know, let's, let's see, let's see how he address them. We definitely need another cornerback. Um, I, I would expect Mo Cleborn to be back around here. Some, one of these days, um, if not, then definitely if there's a guy out there that, uh, you know, that, that shakes loose or becomes, uh, you know, a, a cap casualty or alternatively some team makes him available for some late round pick or something. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think these guys are going to leave no stone unturned. Jay, there's, there's been an interesting development in the NFL this year. And it seems like um, most teams are now limiting their open practices to fans where the Eagles only have, looks like just one open practice for the entire training camp. I mean, I think the Jets last year had four or five, and then it was like the rain stuff that got canceled. What are your thoughts on yeah. that as like a, like a league trend, it seems like? Yeah, well, the Jets are the trendsetters in that department, right? We, we went from, like, it was every day, you know, open to open weekends, and then the last year was, like, you know, a couple of days open. Um, yeah, you know, I think that uh, teams are trying to limit their distractions at training camp because the thing is they don't have two-a-days anymore, and they don't have, you know, they're so limited with what they can do in practice. I think that, like, 
you know, when they do have the guys in there, I think that they really kind of want to limit the distractions. I'm not a fan of that, to be honest. I, I you know, I think that uh, training camp is, is a, just a, obviously, as you know, Ty, we're, we're there, you know, even when, when the fans aren't, you know, we get to be there on the sidelines. And it's such an amazing experience being out there and watching. Um, it gives you, a, you know, a much better idea of, like, what these guys go through in order to get themselves prepared. Um, and it makes you kind of it, – it's such an intimate experience. There's only, you know – at one of those, you know, maybe on like the first couple of days, the place is packed, but you go there on some random day, you know, there might be a thousand people there, um, you know, somewhere along those lines. And, and you really get to like, you know, you get the autographs, you get, you bring your kids out, you could go out there, you know, and just check out, you know, how, how these rookies look and everything and, and guys you've never seen before. And it's just, just such, it's such a great experience. So I, I find like, it's a shame that that they seem to be doing that. I mean, you know, especially, you know, I live down in Florida now, I was able to, to go to spring training and, and uh, you know, and experience that on a daily basis. And, you know, those types of things as a fan, you know, you can't really replicate that in the game. And, uh, you know, it's, I think it's a shame for the fans. And I think it's kind of short-sighted, um, you know, as, as that these football teams are doing that. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's not something that I would advocate, but I, I, I can kind of understand where, you know, where it's coming from because, uh, you know, I, I know the coaches kind of probably don't like, you know, having those distractions around when they're trying to – they only have a certain amount of practice trying to get these playbooks and still especially on a new coaching staff and everything. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I think, you know, the evolution of social media and the camera phone, the people filming things, like that's probably maybe has something to do with it. But I, I just – I hate it. Like you mentioned, like, you know, yeah. a lot of times – a lot of times – Fans cannot afford to go to games, man, whether the tickets are just hard to get or they're just damn expensive. You know what I mean? So it's like instead of spending $500 for a Sunday, you could bring your family to a, a practice. You could see the players, see them play football, get some autographs, take some pictures and go home and have a great day at a beautiful facility. You know, it's just yeah. it's crazy that the league is going to this. Like to have one practice open during training camp is mind-blowing. I mean, I, dude, I'm old enough where I went to Hofstra and I would watch two-a-days like four days a week, I'd go up there and just watch practice all day long. Like, and it was open every yeah. day. And now it's like you could barely get in there. And it's just a shame that teams. It's just not, it's so not fan friendly. Not just with the Jets, but with every team. Like, it's like taking away, and then you know what the pattern's going to be is they're going to do this, and then they're going to open it to VIPs. And if you buy tickets, you yeah. go to this practice. It's like it's like yeah. using it as for like their own leverage, and that's what bothers you more. It's like wait a minute. You, you want to be fan-friendly, but if I buy tickets, I can go. But if I don't, I can't. I think, I, Joe, I mean, that's it's something that just bothers me. I hate that that's the direction this is going. Well, I got, I got another yeah. solution for those people out there, Ty. I have good, good. news for everybody. Good. If, you, if, if you go ahead and you, and you grind it out and you create a blog or a website that covers the team and, and you know, you spend <laughs> years of your life and – after losses, you have a podcast, and, and you force yourself to, to talk about these Uh-oh. awful losses for, for three hours a week. You know, you might be lucky enough like us to hit up the Jets Media Relations Department and maybe get a, a uh, you know, a pass to, to be there and talk about what you're seeing. Uh-oh. So that's, that's the solution. That's the solution. If you can't get in there as a common fan, then you can, you too can do what we've done and get yourselves in Uh-oh. there. And then, you know, you have all these haters talking about, hey, why do those guys get to be there and I don't? Well, that's your answer. <laughs> wow, uh, uh, you know, and everyone—that's hey, how Jay feels, you know. Uh, everyone, 
sure Jay's <laughs> going to give out his Twitter. You can hit him up. I, I speak for yep. the people. I'm the common man here. You know, a Hollywood Jay, he put his shades on and drove off in his Ferrari, and he's going to go do what he does. But, you know, I, I understand <laughs> what you're saying there, Tyson. I always like to see uh, them open up practices like it was in the past. Again, I understand the practices are a bit limited. It's something that Jay said as well. But, uh, you know, having people pay to come see practices and then having them pay for the season tickets as well, it's like, uh I don't know, man. I don't know if that's the right way to go, especially if we're talking about new culture, especially if we're talking about bringing in new fans or keeping fans that we already have, which are kind of on the edge already as well. So I think that's something that they could change. I understand what Jay is saying. You know, I hear him, but uh, I I don't necessarily agree. (laughs) I would like to see, you know, the people get a chance to go out there and see, you know, their favorite player practicing and doing whatever they do out there. I'm with you, Joe. I'm with you. I think fans should be there. I think – I think they should be there. I don't think that, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't think that anybody should be uh, frozen out of, of training camp. I think that like, you know, the way they did it at Hofstra was just so awesome. It created a sense of community around there too. Cause those, those fans yep. out in Long Island yep. are great fans and they got to go check it out with their families. And I hear great stories all yep. the time from people talking about what, how amazing it was being able to be there for two days and, and, uh, and all that stuff. Yep. So I, I, I'm, I'm with you, Joe, hundred percent. Yeah. Especially, I mean, even when I go, you know, I come up from, from my game, and I sit there, and, you know, the, the fans that are around me, some of them talk about how they used to ride up there when they were kids, and they would go see practices, and that's what really made them become Jets fans. They got to talk to their favorite players, or they got an autograph, or they got certain things, and how. And now when you look at that situation, it's kind of being shut down, you know, with the way that we're handling the situation. But hopefully, you know, it gets a bit better, and the Jets kind of come around in that sense too. But I want to get your thoughts before, you know, I hand you back over to Tyson, man. What are your thoughts about Greg Williams and the pressure that's going to be on him as well this season, too? I know we focus on Adam Gaze quite a bit. I know we focus on other stuff. But doesn't Greg Williams have some pressure to really deliver and make this defense one of the better defenses in the league? Um, look, you know, I think that this – for sure that this team is, is – uh, look, if you look across each, each position, uh, you know, except for maybe cornerback, but there are – legit all pros you know across every position of that you know of, of that group and, and uh you know greg williams has a history um you know just like our just like the guys that we're bringing in our front office of uh of getting the most out of his defenses so you know you combine those two talent and a good scheme i mean there's no reason this shouldn't be one of the best defenses in the league you know this we got mosley there you know at, at linebacker he's he's an all pro i mean I, I was there he's an all pro i you know we have jamal adams he was a, a, a pro bowl mvp you know, and, you know, you go, Quinn and Williams, Leonard Williams, I mean, on the defensive line, it's like, dude, we're, we're I mean, I, I'm not trying to oversell it here, but we're, like, objectively pretty stacked on defense. Um, you know, and, and not to mention there's, you know, there's, there's other guys. I mean, you know, Avery Williamson, that's, that's a good football player. He may not be a pro bowler, um, but he's pretty damn close. And, you know, we got, we got depth there with Jordan Jenkins, a linebacker. We got guys like, you know, like Steve McClendon, guys that can, that can play football. These aren't, you know, these, uh, you know, guys that you really have to kind of sell anybody on, um, you know, fourth-round draft picks that could or, you know, might work out, might not. These are established NFL pros across across the entire defense. So I think that Greg Williams should be able to, to turn this into one of the best defensive units in football. We should be a top-five defense. Woof. Okay, Jay, now to turn the page a little okay. bit, we mentioned a couple times on the show – you got July 14th, Jamal Adams and Elijah McGuire at Red, Big Brothers, Big yep. Sisters. Give out some information and how people can get involved. 
Yeah, so, uh, you know, all the information is on our, our website, nysfmag.com. There's a link there uh, that'll take you into, you know, where you can purchase tickets and explains in detail, um, you know, what you get with the VIP, which I think is an awesome experience. For 100 bucks. Um, you know, you can get a VIP ticket. We're actually uh, selling them fast. So if you're, gonna, if you're thinking about going to the event, you know, we're, I'm, I'm being really honest about this. Like, once we get to 150, that's where we got to cut it off because of the size of the room and, and uh, the amount of time that, um, you know, th- that we have. It's only two hours um, where Jamal's there. So we really want to be able to give every single person who attends the event um, the best experience possible. If there were 600 people in there, that's going to be, you know, that would be really impossible to do. So we're limiting the VIP to 150, and there's only about 50 tickets left. So if you're thinking about going, now's the time to get tickets. And, uh, you know, it's each, each ticket that you purchase will get you two autographs, um, you know, while you're in there. Any items you want to bring in, you know, we're not going to tell you, you know, you got to, Here's an 8 by 10 you know, this is the only thing you can get signed. You know, you can bring in your Jamal Adams jersey and a, and a mini helmet or whatever you want, regular size helmet, and get it signed up. Um, you'll get to get a picture with him and, and Elijah also. And, uh, you know, and, and you'll get to, like, we have some fun things planned. We have a live DJ coming out. We have, uh, you know, there's going to be food and drink specials there. Um, you know, it's going to be a really fun time. And then, you know, if people after Jamal and, and Elijah have to leave, if people want to hang out, you know, we'll be having a little bit of an after party there and, you know, doing what we do as Jet fans, playing a little beer pong outside and, and uh, you know, just enjoying a nice summer day. So I'm looking forward to seeing everyone out. Um, we appreciate all the support so far. Um, you know, it's, we've, the tickets have only been on sale for less than a week, and, and they've been moving. So we, we definitely appreciate that. And, you know, we're going to have a great day for a great cause. And the best way, once again, Joe, to get tickets is what? Yeah, just go to nysfmag.com. And, uh, you know, right at the top, you can't miss it. The, the flyer for the event's right at the top, and then it says click here for tickets. We click right through there, and it'll take you – it'll explain, you know, in detail, you know, all about the event. So, uh, you know, and if you if you buy a ticket, um, your name will be at the door. You don't have to worry about a physical ticket or anything like that. Just, uh, you know, just if you get a ticket. Or And the other cool thing is if you can't attend the event but you want to do a really nice thing for a kid in the community, um, if you buy a ticket and you write sponsor in the order notes um, right before you check out, then what we'll do is we'll take that ticket and we'll give it to a local uh, Westchester area kid who's in the Big Brothers Big Sisters program so that he or she can attend the event and meet Jamal Adams and Elijah McGuire. So I think that's going to be really cool. We've had a, quite a few people do that already, and we had that last year. I know, Tyson, you were there, and you saw you know, how awesome the Big Brothers Big Sisters event was last year and the kids interacting with the players. So we decided to try and uh, you know, make it possible for people to do that again. So that's really cool. Awesome. Yeah, we'll do our best to keep promoting it. I can't wait for that. And like I said, just seeing the look on the kids' faces when the players are talking to them and hanging out with them, it's super, super awesome. So, Jay, good stuff as always, man. Yeah, Ty, by the way, when at the end of the show, um, you know, we're, we're, we'll pick – you know, we have that contest that we were running on, uh, on Twitter. So, uh, if people want to retweet that and, and get involved, you still have about, I would say, an hour before I pick a winner. And, you know, you guys can announce it, uh, you know, at the end of the show. Um, and, and then we'll tweet it out and everything. So, uh, yeah, get, get involved in that. I, I will tweet that back out right now. But you can win uh, two, free, two free VIP tickets just by retweeting it and uh, tagging a couple of Jet fans on it. So uh, you still got a couple, you know, you still got a little, little bit to enter. But if you want to get in there, now's the time. Sounds good. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. Right, thanks, Appreciate it. All right, Joe, once again, a really cool event. Now you mentioned beer pong, too. Now I can't wait for this. I'm a, you know, I'm a, I challenge Elijah McGuire. Like, What's up, man? Let's play some beer pong. <laughs> exactly. Well, first off, I want to thank Jay for coming on. He was great. The event that he's holding is great. Everybody, again, get involved and get over there. Do whatever you can to, you know, help out with that. But once I heard beer pong, I knew you was in. I knew it. 
I could already see you out there challenging Elijah and, and Jamal. I already see it. Oh, yeah, man. It's cool. It was cool. Like, last year, like, it was, like, like as everybody knows, you've listened to the show for a long time. I'm a huge fan of Lorenzo Malden. Uh, Lorenzo Malden yeah. and Elijah McGuire last year were playing basketball against the kids or playing video games, and, like, they were just chilling out, man. And it was so cool to see, like, it's – I cannot tell you, if you have a chance, if you don't want to go to the event, you can't make the event, and you want to sponsor a kid to go to the event and hang out with the players, it's it's a really really good time. Like it's I could not vouch for it any more than it's just it's really cool. So so now we're gonna bring on your second favorite guest at the J, Steve. Second, second favorite caller. The, the second mm. Jay was first. Now it's Steve. No, you said listen. Steve, I gave you the before, choice before you. No, before you even get into that, you know what I'm saying? There, I don't don't rank. Okay, I, I don't rank the people. I, they're all my favorites. I love all the people. I love speaking to every single one of them. I just knew that Steve was going to bring it, and he was going to destroy you. <laughs> I doubt that, but all right, let's bring him on. Steve, how are you doing tonight? What's going on, guys? First off, I just have to say that I respect Joe's, Joe's decision very, very, very much. I have a lot of respect for the S, for the S, uh, for the Jets magazine group. The Jets, exactly. it's just Jay always does a great job every year. I'm also looking forward to seeing him at that event on July 14th. Um, I, I actually managed to um, work my way to go to that event, um, bought my VIP ticket over the weekend. Again, going to be going to that event. It's going to be very exciting. Well, thank you for supporting, man. That's awesome. It's like I said, it's a great event, and we've um we've been to a couple events with Jamal Adams, and he's a lot of fun to be around. He's he's definitely a man of the people, where he takes pictures, signs jerseys and t-shirts or whatever. He has a blast wherever he goes, so he's definitely a a fun player to be around. Yeah, no, no, that's going to be the one thing, you know. Meeting Jamal Adams and Elijah McGuire will definitely be fun, you know. And, you know, hopefully I'll get to see, you know, a lot of the kids there, you know, a lot of kids going to the event. I mean, as you guys said before, you know, when they had the event last year in Westchester at the Dave and Busters um, with all the video games, when they were playing with the video games with the kids, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun day. All right, Steve, so what are your thoughts on these front office hires? I got to tell you, Joe Douglas has done a great job. I, I mean – He's going after these guys that have had, you know, a lot of experience in the NFL. You know, they those these guys that he's bringing into the front office. You know, these are player, these are people that have been around winning franchises. For example, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Baltimore Ravens, Indianapolis is on their way of being on the rise too, of being a winning franchise. I mean, that's what Joe Douglas is getting. Is this Jets organization? I, I think it's phenomenal. Exactly, Steve. And, and I'm right there with you, man. The guys that he picked to bring in here, just everything that they do, they bring instant credibility. These are guys that have shown that they've been through rebuilds. They also know how to continue to build a football team on the way. And I'm excited. You know, I'm really looking to see what these guys do in the draft specifically and seeing how they hit on guys later and later rounds things that are really going to improve our football team. So I'm excited about that. But I know that you're looking at the situation. You're saying these are guys that we brought in. They're good too. Uh, but are you seeing, looking to see them make a splash move, like make a big trade for a guy like Jalen Ramsey or any other guy that's kind of big named out there? 
Well, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, we're going to see what they do. But you know, if we get a guy like Jalen Ramsey, I mean, here's the thing about Jalen Ramsey: he's a great player. He, he, you know, he's a Pro Bowler. I think he's a two-time Pro Bowler. He, he's one of the top corners in the league. The only issue that Jalen Ramsey does have, he has one big issue, and that is his attitude. Because when he has a bad attitude, it, it, it could cause some, some like, issues in the locker room. And, and, and it has happened on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, you know, I've heard him, do, like, say a lot of tweets. I mean, he curses a lot in his tweets. I mean, I've seen him. I mean, he, he is a mouth on Twitter. I mean, if you ever listen to even how he talks, even during games, he doesn't even wear his mouth guard. But, I mean, I, I would like to have Jalen Ramsey on this team. If, if the Jets can find a really good deal with him and if he can get his attitude under control. Yeah, there's a lot of ifs there, man. It's like, you know, the, the contract could be enormous, and then it's like what it would take to get him. Now, there's been some rumblings that there's some players in the Eagles that could be. They have a lot of depth at the cornerback position. Would you be surprised if Joe Douglas goes to his former team for some players? It wouldn't really surprise me at all because Joe Douglas has turned the Philadelphia Eagles organization into a winning organization. I mean, they, I mean they've been so good for the last few years. It, it, would I be surprised? Absolutely not. I think he would definitely go after players in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think those would definitely be guys that you would look at as well. I mean, those guys you're around, guys he knows, guys he's, you know, maybe even some of those players are players that he scouted as well you know, brought in through their draft. So I, I, it wouldn't surprise me either if you were to bring some guys in here. I want to get your thoughts on this, uh, you know, Steve. What are your thoughts about our special teams, man? Because I know everyone's high on it right now, but, I mean, there's still kind of a question mark there at returner. We're still trying to see what Lackland is going to do there. At Hunter, we brought in some comp. And we're trying to see what Captain Zara is going to provide as well. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I mean, here is the thing. We we definitely did have one of the best special teams in football last year. But our special teams is going to be different this upcoming season. I mean, we still have Lockham Edwards at the punter position. I mean, you know, no more Jason Myers, no more Andre Roberts. You know, they've moved on. But now, you know, we've got um, a new – we got a new kicker in Zero. you know, a guy who we had in 2017. We also got, um, you know, a new uh, – uh, new uh, returner, whether it's going to be either Josh Bellamy or Ty Montgomery. I mean, hopefully those guys can bring the numbers that Jason Myers and Andre Roberts brought last year. But and, and but the one good thing about it is is that we still have that that we have the same special teams coordinator from last season. Steve, how soon do you think we can see an impact from all these front office changes? As an impact, um, hopefully this season. I mean, you know, with with all these new changes that we've made and the um, with, with the front office. I mean, hopefully it brings definitely a huge impact. I mean, everyone from the ESPN reports and the NFL Network reports have even said that the Jets have done a lot of great moves with with making some changes in their front office. I mean, I mean, I don't remember the last time we had a lot of compliments about our front office, like, in the last maybe 10 years because, our, I mean, they used to trash our front office a lot because our front office was trashed. But now, you know, with Joe Douglas being with us, 
and with all these hires he's making, we're, we, it, it, I think it's going to make a big impact as, in the next five, in the next few years coming up. And it, and I think, and I'm really looking forward to this. And then I guess my last question for you is: Do you think Quinny Williams will be signed before training camp? I'm really, really hoping that he does get signed before training camp because I don't want this issue to continue again. That's the one thing that they need to do is give Quentin Williams that contract because I don't want it to be like that situation last year when Sam Darnold had to miss like the first practice and a half because his, because his yeah. agent wasn't liking what our Jets front office was doing. I mean, that was the old Jet front office. I hope that Joe Douglas gets a deal done you know, with Quentin Williams and gives him his rookie contract. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm hoping it gets done as well. Steve, you are bringing the absolute fire. This call has been amazing. Man, I want to get your thoughts on Adam Gaze. Do you think that he's the guy that leads us to a playoff berth this year? I believe he can. I mean, you know, I mean, he did lead the Dolphins into the playoffs in his very first season as the Dolphins head coach. Coach, coach, I mean, with all the talent that we have and, you know, with his coaching staff, I believe that we can, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, when we, when we, when we get ready, you know, for these games, I mean, you know, hopefully Adam Gaze has a game plan ready, you know, he's got to have a game plan ready. I, I just hope, you know, that Adam Gaze can definitely lead us to the playoffs. I mean, I mean, you know, we're like like I said, we're gonna see what happens. Now, before I ended uh, my call, um, there was something I did want to talk to you guys about. I know that for the last few years that we really haven't had the biggest crowds ever. I want to tell you a story about the last time I think the Jets were that that the Jets fan base was very very loud. And I mean, this has nothing to do with like being at the at MetLife now, but I'll tell you a story about one game. The final game at the old Giants Stadium, when the Jets were in a win-and-in situation. It's been loud since then. Well, I mean, mean, MetLife Stadium, I mean, for the last couple of years, we haven't had a lot of loud games, but but one of the loudest games under Rex Ryan, the place was nuts. Come on. Can we let Steve share his experience? Look at the last game of the season at Giant Stadium. I mean, there's, there's, Come there's, on, man. It's been louder since then. Yeah, but Steve doesn't feel that. Let, let's let him share his experience as a fan, man. Damn. I mean, can the guy just sit when he feels? He's come on. He's gave us a phenomenal call with tons of fire. He shut you down. Let him put his heart out of there on the line. Go ahead, Steve. Share your All right. man. Share your experience. Jets, well, Jets, Bengals, here was Jets, Bengals, Giant Stadium. The, well, the final game at the yeah, Giant ahead, Stadium. Steve. I mean, yeah. I mean, Tyson, you were at that game. I mean, and this and this should be a game that you should remember from from being a great Jets fan too. I mean, I now I wasn't at this game, but I watched it. The Sunday night game. Wait you were on prime time. A second, time out now. Time out. You're going to speak about the stadium environment and you weren't even there? Joe, save your boy. Save him now. Hey, what? Just listen, what is listen. going on here? What is going listen. on here now? This listen, is amateur listen. hour. This, this is ridiculous. This is, about, 
this is about Steve. This, this is, is his ridiculous. moment, regardless of regardless of whether he was in the stadium physically or not. This is what he remembers. This is something that's special to him. Can we allow him this to put his heart out there? Talking Can about we allow our from what you heard on TV. Oh, can we allow God. Steve? Can we allow Steve to open his heart to our listeners and unite us What's as Jets fans for one second, please? Well, I heard on the radio it sounded pretty come good. On. I heard the radio was oh, loud. Come on, come on. Let this Steve share a fond memory of his Jets fandom. I'm just trying I mean, to like damn. bring a happy memory, and now you're just exactly. gonna interrupt me like that. Come on, that, exactly. come on, a man. Happy you can't memory. do that. All right, let's hear your so happy memory from that from game. What you saw on TV. It was, it was, it was the coldest game that was ever played in East Rutten first. I mean, it tasted. Uh, I mean, I just remember that at game time it was like twenty-one degrees, but it felt like it was five degrees. But I remembered all the Jets fans being there and being nuts, and you know, it was the it was the first year of the Rex Ryan era, and, and I just remembered we made Cincinnati so uncomfortable in that game. We we and I just remember how we blew out the Cincinnati Bengals in that game, that game, and we got into the playoffs. For, for the and what I'm trying to say and send a message out is, I want to see MetLife Stadium this year be mm-hmm. like one of those games where we make yep. the business well, you didn't see that come one. in. <laughs> wow. Well, we wow. haven't seen any of them in the last couple of years, Tyson. I'm making well, you a point the game you're referencing, you didn't, the game you're referencing, you didn't see either. <laughs> I saw that game. I was at home watching that game. Uh, okay. Wow. The disrespect. And, and, and I want to see MetLife Stadium, MetLife Stadium for one of those games when we have a visiting team coming into our house and being loud like overpowering the Cowboy fans this year when they come to us, the Dolphin fans, the Bills fans, Patriot fans, fans, even the biggest NFL fan bases that come to our stadium, we got to, now with this new team and this new environment that we've got, we got to bring it. we got to bring it. Yeah, but see, but see, Steve, the thing is, too, is last year when the Jets played the Dolphins and Adam Gase, the fan base was ready to go nuts. The team came out flatter than pancakes and played like dog trash. So the fans could be crazy, but the team has to perform on the field as well. I mean, th- that place was ready to erupt, and the Jets did absolutely nothing. They did nothing. So they got to play well, man. If they play well and have passion and energy and are very productive, then the fans get louder. I agree with you. I agree with you. We got to let you know something. That's that's something that I'm hoping for this season. Okay, Steve. Thank well, you. Steve. Thank you for sharing that moment. Yeah, that was a very good moment. I mean, that was interesting. That yeah, was, yeah. That, and that, listen, that Tyson. And Tyson. Tyson. First of all, yes. you don't. You, you know what? I'm not afraid of what you have to bring to me. Listen, I respect what you what what Joe even did tonight by bringing Jay on first. I'm absolutely okay with it because I love to hear the other fans sometimes talk before I do. Yeah. I have respect well, for the good. other fans too. Well, that's we're glad, man. We all have respect. We all and, enjoy each and other. And I also I mean, have, and uh-huh. I also have respect for Yankee John, even though he likes to make fun of me. So Yankee John, shout out to you, man. 
Mm. Oh, now we're doing shout-outs the, now? Now you're doing shout-outs? Wh- what is going what on a guy. Hey, Now hey, you're doing shout-outs. Any more shout-outs? You want to say no, hi to your favorite band? Any, any, friend, any wow. friends you want to say uh, hi to? Well, you good? Yeah, oh, no, I'm good. I mean, if you if you want to continue to be a jackass towards me, go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I could do that. I got another hour, another hour to show. I, could, I got plenty of time to do it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> Guys, have a good night. Bye-bye. <laughs> See you, Steve. <laughs> All man, right, we're gonna go what to, a guy, man. We're going to go to Trip, Trip in Georgia. Trip, what's Ooh. up, man? Hey, what's going on? <clears throat> Please don't bring negativity, man. The last, I think the last time you came on, you had all kinds of negativity. Uh, well, It was warranted last time. But I try to... I try to be cynical about it, so at least you can laugh about it. So not all just negative. You can you can be laugh at the same time. Because y'all, y'all, if you go back and listen to that clip, y'all laughed the entire time I was talking. Oh, it was hilarious, Trip. It was hilarious. <laughs> but I can I can be I see I'm one of those people that can be seriously negative and make you laugh at the same time. That's what's funny about it. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway. Uh, that last call was a little off. Uh, the last time that stadium was loud and rocking, it was week two, 2009, when we played the Patriots. Like, that stadium has not been that loud ever since. So, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, was well, like, probably well, the loudest. Yeah, you know, you know, Tripp, and everybody has their own, you know, thoughts about loudest and just their memories as a Jets fan. And I think that that's what Steve was trying to share. And that was, that was a great moment for him. Very inspirational. But I want to, I want to thank you for calling in trip because you bring a lot to this show as well, but I want to get your thoughts about what Joe Douglas is doing with our front office staff and guys that we brought in. What are your thoughts about some of the changes he's made? Uh, wish would have happened before the draft because then we'll know what will uh, take place this season. So, we won't know the effect of that till probably next year. But I mean, a lot of good pieces being put in place. We've got to see how they fall together. So I mean, just wish it would have happened before the draft because that's when it would have really, we could have really seen some results. Even though I think we got to see some results this year, but I just, I don't I don't I personally don't think playoffs. And the only reason why I don't think playoffs, I know I screened about the offense and the offensive line so much, but that defense scares me. Uh, we lost we lost five games last year because we couldn't close games out. So we we could have been four and nine. I mean, uh, uh, nine and uh, seven last year. Um, but like, you know, you, y'all watched the games. You know, a bunch of games we couldn't close out. So and we pretty much have the same defensive backs from last year. So well, you get Marcus May minus, back. Minus, but the off the yeah. offense was well, also I, I'm one not, of the I'm, biggest problems last year as well. I mean, the defense did give up plays, but they were on the field quite a bit. I think that's something that people are forgetting too. The offense at times is what was lacking. There was a lot of teams that we actually shut down defensively. I think the Bears were one of them. I think the Vikings were one of them when we held them, and our offense just didn't deliver in those games. Well, you know, hopefully with Donald, that will change in year two. Um, um, mate, I'm, I'm not. Ta- I wasn't talking about mate. Mate's a safety. I'm talking about the corners. I'm talking about specifically at the corner level. Because um, my my biggest worry is when teams start spreading us out without a pat. If we don't have a pass rush and we don't have corners, that's gonna be problematic. That's gonna be yeah. 
really problematic. But you know, what do you? Do I don't you know. Think I, see a, do you think? Huh? But I said, do you think Adam Gase, his game management and time management, will make a big difference this year? Um, I don't know. I have to see how it plays out with the Jets because I'm, I don't know if he learned his lessons from Miami. So I, I only thing I heard from Miami about him was he wasn't really a people person. It wasn't a more so a games management thing. Only thing I really worry about him is if we got a bust of screen on the field on defense, is he going to pull that player? Because he yeah. wants nothing to do with defense. So that's another concern. Yeah, and, and I want to go right there because I think that's a Huh? Yeah, and I hear you. I, I want to go right there with you. I want to talk about Greg Williams, our defensive coordinator. You, you, you started to kind of hit the nail on the head there. I want to get your thoughts on him because there's a lot of, of you know, high expectations from him as well this season. A lot of people are looking at him saying he's going to have us, you know, as a top five defense. Do you think he'll be able to deliver that? Oh, no. No way. He might get close to a top ten, not top five. At, at top five, you're talking about a, a – good pass. Are you talking about a Rex Ryan-style defense? That's what that was. Are you talking about a decent pass rush uh, without the without the edge rushes, so you're blitzing a lot, and you talk about good corner play behind it, which we had Revis and Cromati at the time, so I mean, we don't have anything close to that. So, I mean, we don't have one unit that can make up for the other unit, so it's, it's going to be hit or miss. And like I said, I'm really worried about when teams start spreading us out, three and four and five wide, because that's, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're making an excellent case, man. I, I have concerns with the secondary as well, especially, like, I'm really concerned about Marcus May staying healthy. I mean, that's a big asset if he can stay healthy. But then you have Poole, yeah, that's you have Roberts, and then, you have, and then you have to hope that Tremaine Johnson comes back to some kind of quality corner, because if if he doesn't play well, then we're completely screwed because then you have liabilities all over the place. I mean, even if he plays well, we're kind of screwed because you, you still count on May being healthy. And if you go three and four wide and you got a tight end on the field, I mean, if he if even if Tremaine's playing halfway decent, you're only locking up one player, possibly, then you get like three or four others just running around doing whatever. Yeah, but you also got to so, hope that the Jets give you a pass rush now. Now you have the polite, you have the, the guy they drafted. They should have increased speed, and then they should be a little more aggressive. You also got to keep in mind you got Quentin Williams too now, man. You have Quentin Williams and Leonard Williams who should be able to collapse the pocket. Yeah, but they start collapsing that pocket, and the quarterback runs outside the numbers. Then what's going on there? Who's containing them? Jordan Jenkins. So. <laughs> That's funny. That's a joke, right? That's a bad joke. We appreciate it. <laughs> oh, no problem. Always good to hear from you. Have a, have a good night, man. We appreciate it. Joe, it's funny. I, I love when Trip calls in, dude. He cracks me up because he'll go on some tirades that I, I'll be laughing so hard I have to mute myself because he kills me, man. Yeah. You know, look, and, and I want to thank Tripp for calling in. You know, he knows his stuff. But like you said, he is hilarious, dude. I mean, he calls in. He's going to tell it how he sees it. And he's going to spit his takes, and that's it. And I, I want to thank him again for calling in. He was phenomenal. All right. We're going to go up next to our friend Gangrene David. What's up, man? <laughs> What's up, fellas? 
So now, David, I, I've noticed that you're becoming become an MMA expert now. You, you're coming into the world of martial arts. Yeah, I've, I've been watching a lot of UFC lately. I've been really trying to get into it. Okay, so who's your favorite fighter so far? Khabib. Oh, so you pick you pick the only undefeated guy. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> hey, I, I like to be fight style. Also, him and I speak the same language, so yeah. What's his fight style? What ground and pound? He's not doesn't really have a style, man. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I like the ground and pound. I mean, I kind of great all around fighter. with his fight with McGregor, I mean, he kind of I like how he tired McGregor out, and then all of a sudden, like Khabib really took advantage of the opportunity and just kind of put that into full effect and making McGregor tap. So my opinion on that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So now you're a WWE expert. Now you're coming into the world of the UFC. Joe, dude, this this guy's making moves here. They, I mean, <laughs> listen, David is a he's a guy that loves it all. You know, like you said, the WWE stuff. I know he's really into wrestling, and now he's looking into this MMA stuff. I mean, David, David's on his way. He he's a guy that watches it all. Big Khabib fan. I mean, he can't go wrong there. No, you so, can't. David, I, I want to get yeah, I, w- I want to get your thoughts on the front office, man, and Joe Douglas. What are your thoughts about the move he's made? I I, I personally love the Joe Douglas hire. Uh, you kind of look at his background as as a, as a you kind of look at his background as a football figure. He's obviously really developed into a guy who has developed a pretty solid reputation, especially with his recent accomplishments in helping developing a winning organization in Philadelphia. You kind of look at how he actually really helped make Philadelphia into, win, into a win-now organization because I know this is I do talk to a lot of Eagles fans, and they told me a lot of great things about Joe Douglas, and they told me about how he was able to utilize his scouting finesse to kind of really, really, to kind of really develop the Eagles into that win-now organization. So you have yeah. him, you have him learn under a cap genius like Howie Roseman, and now you have him come in here and you give him that opportunity to work with the cap. Like, granted, like, he's not exactly what you would call an established general manager, but, however, in this stage, this would be the guy that you would be most confident as a Jeff fan. For me, I love the hire. I couldn't have loved it anymore, especially with his background, and now he's taking that next step as a general, as a general manager because, yes, he can get guys to come in here and win. Like, this could be our best chance to get to finally get guys to come in here and win, but, however, now – can Joe Douglas be able to make that trade like he's supposedly doing right now, according to the media? Can he um, can he utilize can he utilize his cap tactics and learn under Howie Roseman? Can he get the deal done with that certain free agent, whether or not you want to bring in a big time receiver? So, yeah, it's questionable, but I do have confidence in it. Yeah, one I mean, one thing that excites me about about Joe Douglas is his player personnel stuff. His player personnel background is great. I mean. When he was with the Eagles, I think people, a lot of people forget that Howie uh, Roseman was kind of struggling there for a little bit of time before he kind of turned that the player personnel stuff over to Joe. And Joe was able to really, you know, work his magic and get the job done while Howie kind of did the cap stuff. But having him come in here and build that team around him, you know, with, with Hogan and other guys that he's brought in too, man, I'm, I, I think we're really going to see something. So, David, when do you think that we will see kind of the fruits from all of these guys being brought in? When do you think we'll see the impact? I think you find I think you find out during the season because I think a lot of Jets fans really go on that perspective where 
you say, now you have a different team on paper. You have Le'Veon Bow, you have C.J. Mosley, but however, now with a brand-new team, you want to see this on the field because not only does the spotlight fall on these kinds of guys, the spotlight also falls on Adam Gaze because I believe you mentioned it earlier, Tyson. Now Adam Gaze, of course, being a head coach coming from Miami, can he really learn from his mistakes? It looks like he has done that a little bit with the media. I mean, we're still not so sure, but however, now we're speaking – in this in terms of game management, time management, and roster management, can that be the next upgrade that Gaze could kind of display that Todd Bowles really didn't display properly? I mean, can we see better game management? I mean, I don't think we're going to be seeing Adam Gaze punting the ball with five minutes left in the game down two scores. So I think you could be a little more confident. But, however, now if it'll, I think the spotlight really falls on these kinds of guys right there. David, what do you think is the biggest challenge this organization faces as they get ready for training camp? Oh, the biggest challenge the organization's getting ready for? Yep. That's a tough that's a good that's a tough question. Um to be that's honest, I would have Well, I would have to say not so much going into training camp, but I think really as a whole overall I think the biggest challenge would be whether or not this team could stay healthy because we are excited about the depth chart right now. But, however, I think, in my opinion, I think injuries could be the biggest concern, um, especially even throughout training camp, even for the preseason, because if, say, hypothetically speaking, and God, I hope this doesn't happen, if Jamal Adams is out for the year, hypothetically speaking, how are you going to replace that production? If C.J. Mosley gets hurt for the year, how are you going to replace his production? And so on and so forth. So this is where Jonathan Harris. You kind of want to have that. You kind of want to have that competition. You want to have. Yeah. You want to have that insurance policy on hand for you. And to be honest, like this is why I kind of wanted to keep Darren Lee because if you would, if the Jets would have kept Darren Lee, and you would have allowed him to go into training camp with a loaded linebacker competition, you could have utilized him as your insurance policy rotational kind of guy. So you don't have to put C.J. Mosley and Avery Williamson into situations where they have to be three-down linebackers on every single drive. Dude, this may be your best answer you've ever given on the show. This may be – I'm completely impressed right now. Andrew's bringing the fire right now. <laughs> you Thanks, you just blew Steve's it. doors off. You just made – you just completely roasted Steve's call. I mean, this is, this is phenomenal, man. That was an excellent answer. <laughs> Well, thank, well, listen, I mean, Steve, Steve's bringing his own kind of takes, okay? But at the yep. end of the day, sooner or later, Tyson, I think you're going to start provoking and replace sound bites too, so no need to worry. <laughs> <laughs> like, David, you're absolutely bringing the flames right now, but I want to get your thoughts on this, man. Do you think that Adam Gaze is going to be the guy to lead us to a playoff berth this year? Um, To be honest, I feel a little more confident. I think Adam Gaze now coming into a team, I think he's working with a roster filled with a lot of young, driven, hungry talent. I think now with the free agents in here that can provide flexibility on each side of the ball, I think Bell and Mosley being those kinds of guys. And now Adam Gaze really working with a more cordial front office that he can really gain chemistry with, especially with a guy like Joe Douglas. I think, to be honest, I think maybe not this year. I think possibly next year where – you now, I think where um, Joe Douglas could work with his first offseason, and I think it could just boost Adam Gase's confidence as a head coach. However, I think 
Adam Gaze being a first-year coach with the team and still trying to kind of gain chemistry with the players. I can't see maybe this year, but next year I could definitely be more optimistic and Gaze leading us to a playoff first. I think for now this year, I think you want to see kind of the roster more or less really be cordial and really just kind of gain that chemistry because, granted, it is almost a brand-new team and a brand-new coaching staff. And the the most important question for tonight is, David, do you think the Yankees can find a way to get Giancarlo Stanton the hell off this team? (laughs) Um, Honestly, I was so stoked when we actually got Giancarlo Stanton from the the Marlins. I was actually pretty stoked. But to be honest, I can't stand watching this guy consistently strike out anymore. It's so annoying. Like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. The Yankees are doing much better without him anyway. Yeah, I mean, Cameron Maben, everybody's playing better. He comes back. I just, this guy, I, I can't take it already with him. But, David, excellent call. Give out all your information. Well, first off, well, of course, I'm a YouTuber, guys. I cover all things Jets. You can subscribe to my channel at Gangreen David on YouTube. I do a lot of Jets talk. Um, I talk a lot of Jets throughout the offseason. I do my own call-in shows. I even do awesome vlogs. I am just wrestling vlogs, but. I will try to vlog training camp and the green and white scrimmages here. I have a lot of great things coming to my channel, especially this upcoming season where I'm probably going to be doing um, a lot, a lot of class with other YouTubers of other fan bases. Um, I'm also going to try to see if I can get another in-person collab with another Jets YouTuber who's a good friend of mine, um, whether it's at training camp or the green and white scrimmage. So I have a lot of big things coming from my YouTube channel, especially maybe since I also could be at, um, Jay's awesome event at Reds. I actually might be making an appearance over there, um, it, and it looks like it could be a good possibility. So, def- I'll definitely try to make it out there. But definitely also check out my YouTube channel. And Tyson, I got one question for you. Uh oh. Early yeah. UFC two forty two prediction. Do you think Do you think Khabib loses his title, or do you think he wins in Dubai? I think Khabib beats the living hell out of Dustin Poirier. I hate it. <laughs> I, I do think he does. I don't. I don't. No, Poirier. He's got. He's got pretty good stand up. I don't think he can handle the pressure of Khabib. I think a guy that's gonna beat Khabib is like a Tony Ferguson or somebody like that. I don't think it's gonna be yeah. Dustin, unfortunately. No, I would love to see Tony Ferguson and Khabib actually square off. But honestly, like I cannot wait for it. Should have. It should have happened already. I mean, they they keep they keep screwing him over. But yeah, I mean that's a. It's been an excellent fight. I mean, I listen. I'd like to see Khabib lose, but uh, I don't see it happening. Not not to Dustin, at least. I don't see it happening. No, but why? I'm I'm definitely excited for two thirty nine. I'm I think John Jones and Tiago Santos is going to be a great fight, and even Nunez and Ahm is going to be fun to watch too. Ooh, Nunez. that's a oh, brawl. Holly Holmes, no what? joke. Man. Yep. Not at all. But why yeah, do you want Joe. Khabib lose? Why, why don't do you want to see Khabib lose? lose? Yeah. I find this fight. I find this fight boring. Like I, I think he's his striking is still primitive. He's still. I think it's, I just find it boring. Like the, the whole ground the pound thing. I like to see more well-rounded fighters. That's mm. that's just my personal preference, though. You know. Okay. okay. I mean, Steve's a great phenomenal dude. Like he's phenomenal. Like when he fought uh, Ally Akinta, that was a great fight. But I just want to see him like strike more. Like does this, you know, like the two punch, double leg, takedown, ground the pound. I want to see him actually stand and throw more and become a little more diverse. Mm. Hey, okay. it's still great though. Yeah, you know? yeah, I've heard the same thing from a lot of people. I, I, I enjoy my friend who also watching the fight because he's so he's so great on the ground and is you know, I mean, he could submit you from anything. 
My friend he also actually said your soul that, on the uh, ground, dude. My friend mm-hmm. actually also yeah. said that maybe Ben Askren could actually take on a guy like Khabib because he actually oh, enjoys watching like, the dude look nonsense. The dude looks tough. It's just Ben Askren. Just oh, Ben Askren. He got, he got so lucky, dude. Robbie Lawler should have beat him. I mean, that, that's oh. <laughs> Ben Askren. Give me a break. David, thanks for calling in, man. We appreciate it. <laughs> take care, Tyson, and uh, thanks for not playing a lot of sound bites on me. I think I've only played one tonight. Yeah, no problem, dude. We'll talk to you later. Um, yeah, yeah, Joe. That's listen. I I respect Khabib tremendously. He's phenomenal. But yeah. I just like the fighters like that are a little more well rounded that can strike and throw and kick and not just. I mean, his, his game plan is pretty obvious. You know, his his yeah. pace, his presence, what he does. It's just, but you know, it's it's interesting. He's been on for a while, so he may have changed some things up. Yeah, you know, and I want to thank Dave for calling in. Look, I, I hear you, Tyson. I, and I talk about Khabib, and I'm not the, the you know, the biggest uh, UFC guy. I was really in the UFC when, like, BJ Penn was on the top. Of so I like a lot of the older guys, a lot of the older fighters. But, man, I, I hear a lot of the same things from other people. They they echo a lot of the same sentiments about Khabib. They think he's kind of boring, and, you know, he's a guy, once he gets you to the ground, he just it just turns into a nasty fight for you, and he just grinds you out and then, boom, you're done, you make one mistake, you're finished. But, you know, I, I, I do enjoy watching this fight, but I'll tell you what, that Holly and Nunes fight, whew, that Oof. is going to be something else. I cannot wait for that at all. I, it, you know, it's going to be a stand-up fest. I'll tell you what, they're going to throw bombs. Yeah, I, Holly Holmes is actually one of my favorites, man, because she is just a yep. pit bull. She is tenacious. She's got a great chin, and they're, they're going to throw down. I mean, Amanda Nunez is no joke. Their kicks are her kicks are badass. Oh, my goodness, man. That that head kick. Oh, so nasty. Yeah. She's finished so many people that way. It's ridiculous. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm just hoping that Nunez looks out, man, because if she gets a little too happy with the hands and just starts throwing and gets reckless, drops them too low, Holly will absolutely clean her clock and knock her out. Yeah. And the other, two, the other thing with Nunez, too, is make sure she can make weight again. She has to drop a little. She put on yeah. a lot of weight after her last fight, so to see if she can get down yeah. and what the weight cuts like, and you know what her training's like after one of the big fights. So there's a lot of, yep. a lot of interesting things coming up. And then you got, you got our boy Frankie Edgar fighting for a title in July, which would be pretty cool to see what happens there. So, yeah, cool stuff going on, man. You see. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm hoping to they can keep putting it together. Guys keep winning. I'm hoping Frankie take care of the job, get the job done, man. Beat this guy, and, and take that title. So we'll see what happens, though. Yes, sir. So we got to announce our winner for the VIP ticket. So hold on one second here. Mm-hmm. It is John Flesh at Dan Green 82 won the VIP tickets for the uh, July 14th. So I'm sure Jay is going to contact him, NYSF Nagel, contact him. Congratulations there. Um, like I said, great event for phenomenal cause, big brothers, big sisters. Um, it's just really, really cool to see kids get a chance to, you know, just – spend time with players, hang out, and have some fun. So, Joe, we talked about a lot tonight. we got a lot of things going on, Um, a lot of front office hires. We're talking about trying to improve our sound here on the shows. we got a lot of things going on, man. (laughs) Man, and it's it's been phenomenal. We had so many great calls in so many different places just spitting takes and sharing their fire. So – First of all, we want to thank all the new callers. we got plenty of new callers, um, all the new listeners, all the new followers. Definitely appreciate all that. Um, 
at Talk Jets Radio on Instagram and Twitter. Let's Talk Jets Radio on YouTube. And, Joe, it is your time to shine. Yes, listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote our Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search Let's Talk Jets Radio. Like that page. Our content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message us. We'll message you right back. We love going back and forth to folks about this football team. Also, leave us some feedback. We love hearing about what you folks think we do here on Let's Talk Jets Radio. I'm also on Twitter as well, at YoungJ000. That's three zeros. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will troll you right back. And I'll have my Darnold jersey on as I troll you, all right? I'm also on YouTube as well, at YoungJ00. That's two zeros on YouTube, three on Twitter. I do videos about the Jets during the season. I talk about their roster in the offseason as well. So go ahead and subscribe to my content on there. Message me on there as well. I'll message you right back. If you want to troll me, no issues. I will troll you right back on there as well. And as always, people, when you see me in person, okay, it is arms out. You know, it's crazy. It's like you hated on Steve's moment. You know, you're having issues with other people. You're constantly hating on others. When are you going to stop this, dude? When when are you going to cut this nonsense out? He wasn't even at the game. He wasn't even at the game. It doesn't matter. Man, that dude was op- he was opening up his heart right. and sharing a moment, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a moment of love for his for for the Jets. That's all he was doing, just sharing a moment of love, something that he had deep in his heart, a feeling that he had. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> bring up something old, old ass Tyson Rouse. Just bring up something old. Keep bringing up old stuff. All right, look, that's in the past, dude. Right now, you keep dumping on this guy because he's sharing his passion? That doesn't make any sense. But listen, you can't separate me from the people, all right? We won't let your hate separate us. When you see me in person, folks, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, okay? Free hugs for everyone that will cost you absolutely nothing. Do not listen to hate mass Tyson Roush, all right? I want to thank you folks for listening. Without you people, we're absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to listen and call in. You folks are the absolute best. Enjoy your, enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to everybody next Tuesday. Hopefully everybody stays out of trouble. And maybe we have a signing or something. You never know. Talk to you then.